Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Let's go with you, Lucky. Neil, call 567-0560, toll free for Dayton Broward, or pound 560 on your cell phone. Hey, the opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. The presents you are about to receive are purchased by a bunch of maxed out overstressed individuals who are so busy they have no idea what you want and really don't care. Any present that you receive is actually your size or the color you like is a mistake. What we're trying to say is have another eggnog with a white Christmas one more time and don't let your hopes get too high. Run to the mall, go spend it all. Oh, it's quite oak, you're going broke. Run to the mall, go spend it all. Oh, it's quite oak, you're going broke. Let's fight a stinking trap, make the mods of people are quite horrific. Let's find a parking space here, although the chances are quite terrific. Merry, very, very, Merry Christmas. Merry, very, Merry Christmas. Run to the mall, go spend it all. Oh, it's quite old, you're going broke. Run to the mall, go spend it all. Oh, it's quite old, you're going broke. Smart. Okay, 1001, thank you at 560 WQM. Happy Hanukkah, happy uh, Merry Christmas. Happy uh, whatever it is. Oh, God. Day. Yeah, why don't we have a uh, holiday like that in honor of me, huh? Uh, oh, God. Day once a year. Picked on whatever day. I don't feel like being here. Sounds good to me. Oh! So anyway, I got a uh, phony fax this morning to start off my morning on a bright note. And uh, like I said, phony fax, this time with a name on it, a phony name, Sam, who's giving me a song to dance. The same. See, uh, Sam, if you had somebody else write your faxes, maybe you might be able to pull the woolly over our eyes. But I don't think so. Tired old chronic faxer. Oh, gee, I tore it up before I read where it was from. Which this one actually has a, a letterhead, a, a thing on it. SMC, AM, SMC Insurance, whatever the hell that is. I just thought I mentioned that in passing. Chronic with the same old tired handwriting. Look at the scrawling of a child, like a little child. Well, we've got good news and bad news today, boys and girls, on the death watch. The good news is, as this, this, this man refuses to croak, you know? I mean, there comes a time when you do the honorable thing, okay? And just leave everybody alone already. Don't you think? Put your head on a pillow. Like that bit that we got where he says, put your head on the table, Ronnie, you know. And by the way, when's he going to croak? Pretty soon, I think. DiMaggio is hanging in there. All right. That's right. Condition improving, but could worsen, doctors say. In other words, he could die. 84 years. You know something? I think, like yesterday, I'm listening to um, Hank. And we come on with one of our five-year-old doing some sports updates. Joe DiMaggio is doing great. He's going to suit up in pinstripes for the Yankees again next season. The thought of an 84-year-old man with a uh, one lung removed putting on a jock strap somehow it repels me. Maybe I'm, maybe it's just me. You know what I'm saying? The thought of a dying 84-year-old man with crusty underwear putting on a jock strap one last time and putting on the Yankee pinstripes totally unnecessary and uncalled for. Condition improving, but could I, as the second, this man is outdoing Elizabeth Taylor, I'll tell you that. I mean, one minute you look at the tabloids and she's all puffed up and bloated and like uh, one breath away from death. The next minute she's making a big comeback. She's running around with Michael Jackson, every other fruitcake she can find. Baseball legend Joe DiMaggio showed improvement Tuesday, fighting back an infection and fever that had his doctors, family, and friends fearing the worst. Today, there's a little a little more hope, said Dr. Earl Barron, one of six doctors who've been caring for the 84-year-old former Yankee slugger since mid-October. One of six doctors who've been caring for him. Do you think when all of us are on our deathbed, there are going to be six doctors caring for us? No. 
DiMaggio has been battling lung uh, cancer and infections ever since he was admitted to uh, Memorial Regional Medical Center in Hollywood. He fought a 102-degree fever, pneumonia in his good lung, and an infection in his intestines. But it's too early to call him the comeback kid. He's going to be here a lot longer, Barron said. But for now, he's hanging in there. I love the piece they did, I think it was on Channel 4 News yesterday, where they repeated the same great news as though this is really very important. And then they said, well, but the thing is, he's never going to get out of there. In other words, uh, it's a matter of time. He's good one day. He's not so good the next day. He's, uh, he's dying over there is what he said. That's what he said. So Joe DiMaggio is hanging in there today, but the fact is, in spite of what uh, they think over there at the Herald, in spite of uh, Greg Kotex, the man actually will die. I mean, even famous people die. I know that comes as a tremendous blow to some people out there. And then, of course, the uh, really bad news, that was the good news. That's the good news? That's the good news. The bad news is, for my guiding light people out there, Michael Zaslow, 54, won Emmy for soap opera role. See, you've got to read these obituary pages every day. That should be your fourth or first, the fourth order of business. Roger Thorpe from Guiding Light is dead. Oi! And boy, do they treat him like crap on that the show uh -huh. when they unceremoniously dumped him out of there because he was, uh, you know, he had this mysterious disease which it took them a long time to diagnose, which turned out to be uh, ALS. And uh, founded an ALS organization, uh, Zaz Angels, and he did a lot of good stuff. And he went on One Life to Live on ABC, and he portrayed a guy who was, uh, you know, they used to do that on Guiding Light. Remember Bert Bauer when they chopped off her leg, and uh -huh. then she went on the show, and I uh, would like a woman with a leg chopped off, uh -huh. and uh, she died. But at any rate, but with Roger Thorpe, he could he was speaking slowly. He was talking. He couldn't speak properly. He was speaking. They didn't know what it was. And then all of a sudden, come to find out, he had this horrendous disease, and he went on uh, One Life to Live, because ABC put him on, but CBS and Guiding Life, after how many years? 25 years, he portrayed Roger Thorpe on Guiding Life, and they said, nah, no, no, you're out. How do you like that? He died of Lou Gehrig's disease yesterday in New York, 54 years old, Roger Thorpe, and who won a, uh, in fact, there's a picture, he's kissing an Emmy, he won in 1994 for his role as uh, Roger Thorpe on uh, Guiding Light. See, people think that soap operas are crap, although I noticed that NBA players, since they got nothing to do, even they're admitting they're sitting around watching soap operas, because what else are they going to do during the daytime? Unless they're out there signing autographs for a lot of bucks and playing charity ball games for a lot of big bucks. But at any rate, uh, people put those shows down, but the people who act on those shows are some of the best actors and actresses in uh, Hollywood, in uh, wherever they're, uh, you know, New York, wherever, on radio and TV. Are there actors on radio? Uh -huh. Yeah, there are, like me. But, I mean, uh, this guy was great. Roger Thorpe, you hated him. He was uh, always, uh, well, most of the time, once in a while, they try to make him into a little bit of a nicer guy. You know, he died two or three times during the course of the show. They need to make a comeback like soap operas do. Because guess what, Virginia? Soap operas are uh, not for real. Oh, my God. That's right. They're not for, it's all fantasy. So there's the good news and the bad news. The good, in fact, uh, it's really sad news because Joe DiMaggio is 84 years old. Roger Thorpe, by uh, Michael Zanzel, he was only 54 years old. So don't you think they kind of got it, like, backwards? Uh -huh. I mean, uh, you know, Joe... I hate to break the news to you, and I noticed that people on this radio station, they're like obsessed with Jolton Joe DiMaggio. He was a ball player. He was a ball player. Did he solve like any uh, major problems of the world? No. Or did he, uh, you know, come up with a cure for cancer? No. Uh, I mean, uh, he was married to Marilyn Monroe. He was a very ugly guy, and he still is, by the way, because he's still alive. So we shouldn't talk about him in the past tense yet. But this is another one of those media-feeding frenzies that we have to be treated to just nonstop. Oh, my God, Joe DiMaggio, is he alive? Is he dead? And, of course, the same thing was true when Sinatra was cooking. And what, isn't what a coincidence that right on the front pages of the newspaper, more BS in both your papers today, they just, they just have to dance around the edges, even though the guy is dead. 
because they still have to sell a lot of records, you know, and they still have to sell a lot of books and make a lot of money in his name. It's like after Elvis Presley died. Everybody was rushing out there to buy the records. Was is he really dead? Is he alive? I saw him over at uh, I saw him at Topinka's in Detroit. That's why they closed down. Uh, everybody was doing Elvis sightings, and he became more uh, popular and like a gigantic legend, almost like a religious figure, a cult figure. After he died, so with Frank Sinatra, it's bad for business. Even though he's dead, it's bad for business. If we uh, tell a real story about him, you'll have to read one of those real unauthorized biography books, which I've been telling you about for years. If you want the real story, FBI and Sinatra had stormy history official file shows. And it goes on about uh, J. Edgar, uh, J. Edgar Hoover from the FBI and the surveillance. And uh, I mean, how come they don't talk about the casino that Sinatra had an interest in out there in uh, Palm Springs, that they made him divest his interest because he was in partners with uh, gangsters and gangsters were frequenting the joint? No, we don't want to talk about that. Up. Although there is a picture here. It says shady characters. A photo of Frank Sinatra, second from left. Second from left. <laughs> That's like that picture they had the other day where there was only one picture and it said so-and-so to the right. To the right. I mean, like, like we don't know that there's a picture there and that's who it is. A photo of Frank Sinatra, second from left, among, with, among others, reputed mob figures Carlo Gambino, second from right, and Jimmy the Weasel Fratiano, taken at a New York theater in 1976, drew the FBI's interest. Oh! It drew gay Edgar Hoover's interest. By the way, you do know that Clyde Tolson is buried next to gay Edgar Hoover. You do know that, don't you? Beside him? Next to him. I don't mean beside as besides, beside as in next to him. Right next to him. So that maybe, maybe even underground, under the, uh, in between the worms. Maybe they're sticking their worms through the uh, casket and still uh, doing each other. Who knows? That's another thing. You're not supposed to be the FBI. They get very nervous. You talk about gay Edgar Hoover. But then there's that one, that great book. What the hell is the name of it? I have no idea. You know the one I'm talking about. Nine minutes after 10 at 560 WQAM on a really great Wednesday. WQAM, go yourself. Angels, they are everywhere you look. Especially on TV. She was glowing and smiling. This Sunday, NBC Sleeves will take you beyond the realm of angels into a strange world of far more unbelievable beings. Fairies. I felt something touch me. I sat bolt upright with these big goosebumps all over my body. There was a fairy in my bed. Fairies uncovers the myths and fables and lays bare the truth. It was a fart in my rig, right? You know, I was dying for a beer. And I went into this here bar called Flamin' Flamingo. And man, there's bears everywhere. Fairies. Meet real people, somewhat like you, who have actually had contact with fairies. You know, I swear there's two fairies living in the apartment right above me. Fairies. Always ready to lend a helping hand. I think a couple of fairies live in the shower at the Y. Fairies. It's the supernatural schlockumentary you shouldn't fail to miss. This Sunday on NBC. What is it about the Y, by the way? I never, never really uh, questioned that until I just heard that. You know, I mean, all my life I've been aware that there are some very uh, strange things that go on at the Y. But why is it that so many people congregate at the Y? Anyway, it's 1015 at 560 WQM. I guess it depends on which Y you're talking about. Is that what we're saying? Here's, because uh, this ought to be a short call, Delray Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How are you doing, sir? Okay. Well, I want to comment on something you've been saying the past couple of days. And, and what um, is that? Well, uh, it's pertaining to how we look up the stars and how we idolize them and all that. Mm -hmm. And I think some deserve it a little more than others. Like, pertaining to Elvis Presley, Elvis was different, not just because he sold more records than everybody else, but 
he inadvertently, that wasn't his intention, but yeah. he changed a lot of things, okay? Whether it was musically, the way he dressed, uh, culturally. The Smithsonian Institute said he was one of the most influential people in the latter half of the 20th century. And you believe that, huh? Oh, yes, I do, without I a doubt. I think he was a very influential in different type of things, okay? And that's why people idolize him, and 600,000 people a year go to his home. Well, and, and, you're, and you're saying this, 600,000 people go to Graceland as though these are people who are, like, mentally uh, put together, that they're not a few bricks short? But you know what, Neil? They have fun when they go there, and there's nothing wrong with having fun. Oh, my God. I, I can't, but this, this, the, the fact that you're saying this with a straight face, if I thought you were joking, I'd be laughing with you, okay? But it sounds to me, please tell me that this is a joke. Please tell me you're putting me on. <laughs> no, please. I'm joke. begging you. No, seriously, it's the holiday time of year. I want to feel good. I'm in a great mood. I feel great. I, I, I want you to tell me that you're pulling my leg. You have a lot in common with him. He loves Vegas, too. Yeah. He loves Vegas. Now, all of the people... So I have a lot in common with Elvis Presley, and we look a lot alike, I'll say that. <laughs> hey, Neil. Toward his later years, he was big, fat, Neil, and bloated, too, just like people, I am. Let, now, put it to you this way, okay? You always talk about what's wrong with people having fun. The people that go to his home... No, every... they're, no they're not having fun. They, they suffer from a neurosis. They won't let it go, okay? This man has been dead for how many years now? 20 years? 20 years, yeah. Yeah, he's been dead for 20 years, and they 21. won't let it go. What, what's the point of going there? What is the point? What are they going to... It's like, it's like the people that go up to that place in Georgia to see the Virgin Mary every year. If, who's, it, uh... if they don't... If they're not harming people, or brings fulfillment to their no, lives, no, it makes them happy. They have a right to do whatever crazy... I'm not questioning yeah. that, but the, uh, the fact that these people are schlepping there and wasting their time, aren't there better things for them to do is they that's that's like the people that go to the sawgrass i keep asking that question what do they keep going there no seriously do you know do you know what people go there for well if they did a demographic breakdown you see that a lot of them probably um might be from out of this area because i think the people that go to the sawgrass the people that go to graceland have one thing in common if you put them all together they'd say i have no life right no, have a great day, pal. Please, you're killing me. You're killing me. He's not serious. He, he can't be. That guy sounds much too intelligent, much too articulate. He can't really believe it, can he? Uh huh. Six hundred thousand people a year slept to Graceland, and have you ever seen those people? Fat trailer park. Trash. Right, trailer park trash. That's right. In fact, most of them. As soon as he mentioned that, I started conjuring up the images. They're like those porky uh, jock sniffers I was talking about the other day, who go uh, put their face up against the glass at the hockey games when the players come out for practice. Before the game, you watch tonight. If you go to the Panther Ottawa game, before the game, there'll be a bunch of big, fat, porky women who'll stick their nose right up against the glass when the players come out. Now, I got news for you. They wouldn't, they wouldn't touch those broads for, if, for a grand apiece. For 50 grand, they wouldn't get anywhere near them, okay? They wouldn't give them a sniff, any of the athletes. And yet they're out there with their nose because, uh, you know, because they're living in a fantasy land, which I guess it's okay if that's the best you can do. I have no life. Right, so make a fantasy land for yourself. If you're that grotesque and bloated and disgusting and nauseated and have that much that little self-esteem, then you figure there's no real living and breathing person out there that would even come close to you. So go out there and, like, uh, you know, fantasize. Ah, Ray Whitney, oh, I'm going to yell. Ray Whitney ain't going to touch you, lady. I, I got a better chance of doing Ray Whitney than you do, okay? That's right. None. But, that, but that's a better chance because you got my, in the minus column. You owe points. Seriously, any, any of these sporting events, you look at those jock sniffers, and then, of course, there's another category, speaking of trailer park trash, there are the real professional sluts, the, the roadies, you know, that go on these concert tours, the professional whores, which is fine. I mean, you know, guys want to get laid, but at least some of them look pretty good. Huh? 
when we were at the Backstreet uh, Boys concert up there at that horrible, horrible place at that, uh, oh, I don't want to say that, get Woody Graper upset, <laughs> at that uh, place up there in Palm Beach County. And uh, there were, like, we were sitting right behind the sound, uh, the sound pit, like 25,000 feet away from the stage. And through the rain and all the other stuff. Oh, I think there's some people up there on stage. I don't know who they are. I, see, I make out in the distance some figures. But at any rate, right in front of us, there were some of those roadies sitting on the uh, thing there waiting for the concert to be over so they could... Uh, and you definitely have a better chance with them than they do. With the backstreet, with Nick, I would say, yeah. I don't know about the other ones, but uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, it's just amazing. You know, it's part of life. I mean, to each his own, if that's what turns you on, if you want to go to Graceland and wait for the king. The, the whole Elvis thing, is, it's like the Beatles. The Beatles changed uh, life in the world. Did the Beatles really change life? No. Of course not. I mean, first of all, was Elvis Presley a great singer? No. A, a great, uh, really. I mean, let's get serious, okay? And I liked Elvis as a kid. I had all his records, okay? He looked pretty good. He didn't look as good as Pat Boone, I didn't think. Now, isn't that terrible? I have to admit that on the air. That, that's really bad. That's really coming out of the closet. Admitting that as a kid, I had, I had a picture of Pat Boone in a bathing suit. I forget where the hell I got it. Some one of those teeny bopper magazines last week. No, no, this was many, many years ago. No, seriously. Pat Boone was, looked good. I mean, he was uh, great. He turned into an asshole, into a religious goody two-shoes. But, hey, you can't help that. But I, I would say that Elvis Presley, uh, the, the idea that he was a great singer, a great musician, I mean, he slept with his mother till he was 20 years old, so obviously he had some uh, few problems along the way. And there are all kinds of stories about him and Priscilla and about, uh, you know, maybe, uh, who knows? Who knows what the Elvis story was? And who cares? Okay? He liked Vegas, he liked his cheeseburgers, and uh, he liked his drugs. Enough said. But, uh, and, and it's right in line with what the guy started talking about, about athletes, okay, about, uh, you know, all these illiterate jocks, these dumbos, these morons. And I'm listening to these people at the end of the morning show this morning, and it's like a bunch of kids in a sandbox. Mine is bigger than yours. Like they got some idea what's going to happen in the game on Sunday? As if the world is the outcome of the world. I mean, it's an important game as ball games go, as sports go, as the NFL goes, as, you know, for those people who are fans, which they're entitled. But, I mean, the juvenile, they, it's, it's, it's sad. That's why you have all these people going there trying to relive their childhood because basically they're saying... I have no life. Right, it's important to them. This is very important crap. And that's why when they crank the music up, they program these people like automatons. They don't even realize they're being programmed. that. I'm going to the hockey game tonight, and I guarantee you, at least, let me say one positive thing, okay? The last game, what the hell was the last game? Was that 3-3 tie against Carolina Saturday, okay? Last Panther game, at least we heard some different music. And I said, God, this is, I'm not saying that we didn't hear Gary Glitter, because a game without Gary Glitter is like, you know, orange juice without Anita. Forget it. You just got to have it. But at least we heard some different music. And I thought, man, what a breath of fresh air this is. And it's not blaring and it's not so loud that my eardrums are bursting. That's great. Because, like, I, you know, I mean, why repeat? This guy got me all wound up, okay? And I really apologize for the fact I got wound up. And he's enjoying it. He's loving it. With Elvis. With the Elvis bullcrap. 600,000 people a year are going to Graceland. And Elvis is still alive. That was a wax dummy in the casket. It may not have been a wax dummy. It certainly was a dummy in the casket. Huh? I've read books about Elvis and about the fact that he had he had to keep performing because he never had any money. You're aware of that. How can you make that many millions of dollars and never have any money? Drugs. 
No, no, the drug, he didn't pay for the drugs. He had a he had a, a willing co-conspirator. I'm not saying, of course, that there are doctors who are quacks. I would never say that, would I? Uh-huh. Who just, uh, you know, uh, prescribed drugs. Oh, and speaking of prescriptions, by the way, I went to the post office the other day. Did my prescription ever show up from Dr. Mark, who mailed it personally? No. So thank God I had them call in and I got all my drugs. There you go, you people at the post office once again. Oh, it's the holidays. Yeah, there's always some excuse, you know. It's the holidays, the pony got sick, uh, the dog had diarrhea. Always some uh, excuse and story. Why, you get some of the mail, some of it takes two weeks, some of it takes a month, some of it don't bother showing up at all. We get the message, okay? Who did they used to talk about? They used to hang out at the house. It was the milkman and the mailman. You know, when Daddy was off for work, the milkman... And now there is no more milkman, okay? Because you go to the market to buy milk. There is no more milkman, Virginia. I hate to break the news. So it leaves only the mailman. So now that there's no more milkman, you know, Mommy's got to be serviced by somebody. So the postman's got to, uh, you know, spend a lot more time on his route. route. She's spending time on his route. That's the deal. Okay, I got all worked up about nothing here. Here's uh, Fort Myers on mobile. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Great. Happy holidays to you. And the same to you, sir. Great. You mentioned Pincus. In Detroit, in... right. Yeah. Long gone. I know it's long gone. Grand oh, River and uh, what was it? Telegraph. Grand uh, yeah, Telegraph, right. All, all these transplants down here don't call and reminisce when you mention things like this. Because across the street was a great steak place, John Laffrey. I never heard of that. Yeah, it was right across the street, and then there was the well, board. One thing about Detroit, all the great restaurants that I used to love in Detroit, they're all gone, each and every one of them. Skipper's Table out there on the Plymouth Road in Livonia, we used to go there before the track all the time, that's long gone. Yep, yep. And then there was... London uh, Chop House. London Chop House, the book club. And there was Canada. the Chintiki downtown at Cash and Bagley, great Polynesian restaurant. That was, oh man, I must have had dozens and dozens of great meals in that place. Yep. Chintiki. But I'm um, just curious, you know, everybody gets off on these politics and, uh, you know, you throw an article in the paper about people are tied to this or tied to that. Next thing when Junior dies, there was a place called the Anthony's House on Plymouth Road. He'll be tied to that. Of uh, I was, I had tickets to that that night, and uh, that went up in flames. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, was, he was probably going to be tied to that. But, uh, no, there was the book Cadillac and Lollies and uh, a lot of good restaurants. Oh, yeah. They're all gone. All yeah. gone, man. They it's are just all like gone. the uh, city. It's all gone. It just vanished. Whatever was there now is just a semblance of Detroit. It's all gone. Well, you have a good day. And back to you, pal. Good all talking right. to you. There's a guy from... See, now it's interesting. The people from the Midwest, Detroit and Chicago, they uh, they mostly settled on the West Coast of Florida. The people from the East Coast, I mean, you know, it sounds simplistic. I mean, that's, that's not really the reason. I have no idea why that is. It's not like they came down a different highway when they came down here. But there are a lot more people from Detroit and Chicago on the West Coast, like in Fort Myers and Sarasota and Tampa, oh, God, and those places. And on the East Coast, we got New York and Cuba, basically, and, uh, and Jerusalem. 1026 at 560 WQAM. If- Neil Rogers got. He is the greatest Christmas entertainer the North Pole has ever known. And now, through this special introductory offer, Gene Dell Records brings you the magic of... Elfin. You can call me short, my clothes. Tell me I got a funny little nose. But there's one thing that you cannot do. So fool around with my curly toe shoes. Oh, oh. Elvis, his music fills you with the true spirit of Christmas. So one night at the pole, saw Mrs. Santa Bay. Ooh. Stepping out of the shower one night. 
I know she tempts her hair. Oh, yeah, I saw. Make this Christmas one that you'll never forget as Elfa sings about his special relationship with Santa. He's a big fat guy in a red white suit, like iron elves, cause he thinks we're cute at the North Pole. Don't be left out in the cold this Christmas. Join the legions who love Elfa. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much, you know. Okay, that's our question today. This guy uh, got us into a big thing. Who's the most influential uh, entertainer? Who's the most influ influential person of the 20th century? Elvis Presley, the Beatles, Joey Reynolds. Okay, we'll get some other names in there. Uh, but before we do that, let me just say this. Our center one total as of uh, right now, this moment, including the money we got here that Carol doesn't know about yet, 77731 And like I said yesterday, with whatever's going on at Borders over the weekend and uh, so far this week, we've got to be up there over the $80,000 total. I'm pretty sure about that. And we we're going to make 100000 by the end of this month come hell or high water. Now, let me just tell you this. We did actually get a couple hundred dollars worth of checks, and I thank the lady profusely who sent a $100 check yesterday. And it's my mistake. I, you know, Because of this address, because it's so unwieldy, I thought it's tough getting mail here. We've had, for weeks and weeks now, sitting out in the hallway, right out here by our little studio, we've had all these big plastic mail uh, baskets. How many do you think? That? There are, I have never in my life, on any station I've ever worked at or even known about, I have never seen the volume of mail. There are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of envelopes sitting out there. I thought it was a Power 96 promotion. I thought it was some uh, diddly thing that they were doing over there. So just out of curiosity this morning, I, I stopped out there and I looked at the envelopes. It's something I never even heard of before. It's the WQAM tailgate sweepstakes. Maybe Joe Costello knows something about it because we sure don't. Obviously, it's tied in with the Dolphin Games, and they must be promoting it only during the Dolphin Games because uh, we don't say anything about it on this show. I've never heard it on the other shows. It must be strictly a Dolphin Game thing. Does Joe Costello know anything about this? No. Oh, so how do you like that? But if you were to look, and of course you were over here, but ordinarily, did you see that bunch of mail out there when you were here? Again, no. Oh. Well, like I said, Joe's not real observant. That nose keeps getting in the way. Well, no, he, he doesn't have good peripheral vision off to the sides. That Roman nose keeps getting hey. in the way. But anyway. No, seriously, I'm telling you, I, you know, I, I haven't paid any attention other than I see them because I come in. Well, I have to walk through there to come in here every day and to race right out at 2 o'clock. But we have thousands and thousands and thousands Seriously, if you people saw this, you'd, you'd be amazed. And we don't even know what the hell this promotion is. And I looked at that thing this morning, and I said to my, and I looked, and they're all addressed to our street address, 20295 Northwest 2nd Avenue, Miami, 33169, because there is no easy address to write to this place. I mean, that's, this is it. And I look at that thing, and I'm saying to myself, if this radio station can generate that amount of mail, that volume of mail, and I realize, you know, we can't compete with the Dolphin broadcast because it's a sports thing, baby. You know, can't compete with that. There are 50 trillion people listening, to, even though uh, like two-thirds of them are listening on Power 96 because the signal sounds better on FM, and uh, another two, uh, trillion are listening on, uh, uh, what is it, CMQ in Espanol? No spaghetti glaze? Okay. But here's, I, huh? Here's the deal. They're giving away a pickup truck, and you have to send in a letter yeah. to register to win. The a letter or just your name and address? Your name and address, I guess. Postcard. And they're going to do drawing. No, it's, they, these are not postcards. These are envelopes. Every one of these is an envelope. Well, I've got Chris Reed here, and, and that's what he told me. Yeah, look. He doesn't uh, seem to know either. No, he doesn't know. Well, he's only in the promotion department. How the hell would he know? But at any rate, 
No, seriously, if you would be so amazed and impressed. I don't care what kind of promotions any of you have ever worked in. You have never seen a volume of mail this large. It, it's, it's staggering. Staggering. I, there must be 30 or 40 of those big plastic mail uh, cartons. And they're all full. They're all overflowing. They're piled like uh, three, four feet off the uh, floor. Thousands and thousands and thousands of envelopes because people might win something. It's like yesterday when I joked about Dolphin the Jets tickets. And we started out with our usual uh, swoon here yesterday. And all of a sudden, and even though, even though we had none to give, and it was very obvious, unless you were a total bozo after a little while, that we had no tickets and we weren't given any way, and I don't play that baby crap anymore on this show. But all of a sudden, we went from Death Valley days to oh, everybody was on the phone. Maybe just in case, just in case there might be something that we're giving away. And I'm, I've turned it around here. I'm looking to try to get money out of these people. Are they like, are those, is the mail pouring in? No. Well, we'll see today. Today we should get a good indication. In fact, I was surprised the guy anything yesterday because it was like only a day after. I had mentioned it on the air. If we could get like a, a few thousand people out there who are listening to me right now to make out a check, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars to center one, and put it in the mail to uh, Neil Rogers, WQAM Miami, and the address is 20295, that's 20295 Northwest 2nd Avenue, Miami 33169. I mean, the fact that with an address like that, the fact that this many people sent in for that promotion, which most of us don't even know about the goddamn WQM tailgate sweepstakes, it just blows my mind. It, it's just staggering. Staggering. Was there ever a volume of mail like that for anything on GTR? No. IOD? No. The Coast? No. Any station? At INZ? No. Anywhere. Never in the history of radio, maybe, except maybe in New York or L.A., where they got millions and millions of people, have I seen a volume of mail like that. So wouldn't it be something, since, of course, you know, we're not, we have no prize for you, there's no drawing, there's no, we're not giving anything away, we're actually asking the audience to send us something, like a couple of bucks. But, I mean, if we can get that much mail for some uh, silly, and it's a pickup truck? I mean, you know, it's nice to get a free pickup truck, but I would like when I make the effort to. No, that's right. Well, you got all that money, Mister, in those Corvettes and at the, uh, you know, NSX. You don't need no pickup truck. Why not? I'd like to own one vehicle that I don't give a crap about and just go out there and start battering the crap out of people. You know what I'm saying? What would be wrong with having like even a battered old pickup truck that you don't care about? You know, and just go out there. Oops, sorry, some asshole. You know, give. Oh, and by the way, speaking of assholes with cell phones again this morning, coming to work, make my uh, turn onto Broward Boulevard as I'm weaving my way toward the 595 in the turnpike, and here's a guy on a pickup truck right in front of me, and as he turns the corner, pick a lane, sir, okay? If you want the right-hand lane, I'll take the left-hand lane, because you're not going anywhere. He weaves kind of in the middle, and he's like undecided. And why? I look up, and I see here he's got the phone stuck to his ear. How do you like that? Another asshole with a cell phone stuck to his ear. I mean, if you can drive, great. Make your calls, great. Call us. But if you can't drive under perfect circumstances without a goddamn phone conversation going on, put that thing down for emergencies only. That's what it should be labeled in most vehicles in this town. For emergencies only. For desperate emergencies only. And especially pulled off in a stationary position at the side of the road. Not while you're attempting a faking, a, you know, faking this out with a pretense of driving. Just unbelievable. It's like an epidemic now. 21 before 11 at 560 WQAM, your sensational station for the 90s, where we got more goddamn mail than every other station in town put together. Oh! We got 50 billion envelopes in the other room. Oh! Let's start opening some up. 
Yeah, wouldn't that be good? I'm going to go out there during the break. I'm going to pick some of the envelopes and then uh, open them up, and then we'll throw them in the wastebasket. Oh, no, it's a, oh, he's ruining our allergies. You think that might piss some people off? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Well. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. This here is the king. I know I haven't been around much for a while, but I want you all to know that up here in rock and roll heaven, I'll be thinking of you this Christmas. I'd like to give you all a special Christmas message. A message of peace. Like, uh, how about a little piece of that pie going by? Thank you. Thank you very much. Like I was saying, Christmas is a time of hope, a time of joy, a time for loving. And I sure would love it. Take slides by feature you got there. Okay. Oh, we're not. No worry about that. Oh, yeah, Christmas. Now, Christmas to me means family. And family means friends. And friends means getting together. And getting together means eating. Oh, pass me that drumstick, would you please? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And I just want to say to you right now, you know, I may be a big star, maybe too big, but ain't nobody so big you can't reach out a helping hand, a helping uh, a hand. Or, uh, would you hand me a helping of those mashed potatoes over there, would you please? Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, like I was saying, ain't nobody so big you can't stoop to help a friend in need over the holiday season. Now, speaking of season, you want to pass me that salt sugar and you get the chance? Thank you. Yeah, just, just unscrew the cover, that's right. Thank you. Thank you very much. So this Christmas, why don't y'all take a tip from old Elvis? No, no, leave those steak tips right where they are, you know what I mean? No, I appreciate it, thank you. I want you to remember, we're all part of God's great big family. And you know God made man into his own image. And look in the mirror, I'd have to say God must be a big, big sin of a gun, you know what I mean? I think he did. But I especially want y'all to remember this one last thing. And you're all at home this Christmas, swinging that popcorn up on the tree. Save a big, big bowl for the king. Extra butter, know what I mean? I think you do. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, 1045, by the way, he's dead. 1045 at 560 WQM. Our poll question of the day, which, where would you rather spend your free time if you had a few discretionary dollars and could go wherever you want? Sawgrass Mills Mall or Graceland? Oh! Huh? Kind of a tough one. It's a bunch of crap, but it's a tough choice. Pastor organizes rally to protest gay rights law. Supporters vow to defend ordinance. Gay rights opponents plan to hold a rally of family indignation Saturday at the Orange Bowl. In the first step in what may become a campaign to roll back protections for gay men and lesbians adopted last week by the Miami Dade, et cetera, et cetera, and so on. That's right. We're holding a rally to protest the rights for them faggots, okay? Just the same old tired crap, the same old BS, the same old bigoted Neanderthals worrying about who else is diddling with who else. There you go. Just can't let it go. Oh, by the way, speaking of can't let it go, we got a major radio. Well, it's a minor radio story that the newspapers are making into a major radio story. Sun Sentinel, anyway. It's Scott Schwartz is listening, by the way, who used to be the sales manager at WTMI. There were a couple letters to the editor that the Scum Sentinel published a couple of days ago from listeners of WTMI who are very distraught that they're uh, messing with their pure classical musical format and they're playing easy listening or whatever it is now. So there's a long emotion letter today from Woody Tanger, owner of WTMI in Miami. For 30 years, WTMI has been the one and only beacon of classical music on a commercial FM band, says Woody. We've been bombarded with letters and listener calls to our advertisers, all of which have sadly reduced the chances that we can continue to present classical music and earn a decent return for our investors. Often the letters are misinformed and damaging to WTMI. 
fact, WTMI is classical music. All right. Oh! WTMI has expanded the broadcast hours of classical music. Fact, WTMI has invested several hundred thousand dollars to improve broadcast sound. Fact, WTMI is now one of the few commercial classical stations in the U.S. of A. Fact, we cannot continue with classical music unless our listeners rally to support WTMI. The two letters to the editor published in the Sun Sentinel December 8th were, we believe, well-intentioned. They came at a terrible time as we have struggled to chart our course. The letter writers didn't know that we worked Sunday night from 8 until 4.30 in the morning Monday to create the architecture for more classical music effective on Monday. The architecture. What, what, what does that mean? Did they have to build a building like uh, with Mozart's uh, statue out in front of it or something? Now we appeal to those same listeners and others in the media like the Sun Sentinel to let their voices be heard in a resounding chorus of, Go for it! I know that if I listened to classical music around the clock, I would be somebody who would say, Go for it, bro! Try 93.1 Classical Music FM, Monday through Sunday, 6 a.m. to midnight. Are we perfect? No. Do we make mistakes? Yes. Worst of all mistakes is if the advertiser and listener community fails at this hour to rally around WTMI. Signed, Woody Tanger, owner of WTMI, your classical music station in Miami. Let's rally around the uh, WTMI, okay? No. Come on. What's wrong with you, bastards? Don't you like Mozart? No. Beethoven? No. Rock? No. Brahms? No. Who would I leave out? List? No. Where's the list? Friends list? Okay. I, mean, I, just, I just thought I would read that because I know Scott Schwartz used to work there and hates them like poison and would be amused by it. Here's Boca. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I've also been to Graceland. Oh, my God. No, uh, oh, my God. You, I'll tell you, Neil, you made a point that... Um, why, uh, why did you go there? Oh, because I'm an Elvis fan. Yeah. And... You made a... But what, what would be the purpose? In other words, I'm a fan of, uh, well, I mean, you know, I like the Beatles, too, but I'm not going to go visit John Lennon's grave. Hey, I just really love the guy, and I'll tell you, you what. You loved him? Yes, as a performer. Yeah. He had charm and charisma that a lot of the so-called big entertainers today couldn't even touch with a 10-foot pole. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And that's the way I feel. And I'll tell you, uh, it's uh, it was well, what did you What did you do there in Graceland? I mean, what was the uh, big tennis? Well... When you get there, first of all, they have his jet parked there. They had to clip off the wings to get it down, you know, Graceland, you know, the road there. You have the jet there. They have his bus. They have uh, they have this tour that, that you go through. You can even see a little... Now, now, now how day. long ago were you there? Uh, three years. Three years, three years ago. ago? And yep. it was 18 years uh, after he died? Yep. And I'm going again. You're going again? Sure. Neil, it's a lot of fun, like the other guy said. I For what? What did you do there? I mean, you're telling me what was there, but what did you do? Did you, like, put your hand on the bus and, uh, huh? You just, when you go into his home, even... Did you put your hand on the bus and start singing Jailhouse Rock? I mean, what, what did you do? Even if you're not a fan, the guy who runs it... No, like, I'm a fan. I liked his music. I had okay. all his records as a kid. I'm not knocking Elvis, but, okay. it, but the guy just placed him in such a category and with his hero worship thing, and now you're, like, uh, second in the emotion. I, th I thought it was only old, uh, middle-aged, trailer park yeah. trash uh, people hey, that went to... Let me tell you, Neil surprised at the good-looking women who were there. Let me tell you something. Oh, that's why you went there. Now we're getting Well, that there. helps. Okay. And the women who work in Graceland, too, each, when, it, when, you, when you go to each section of the house, there's a different woman who tells you about Elvis in this room and that room, what yeah. he did, so on and so forth. Now, did what? you get to lay down with one of them in Elvis's bed? <laughs> Unfortunately not. Oh. Unfortunately, well, why not? When you go into his, you go into a room that has all of his gold records and everything else, it's an yeah. unbelievable thing. It, it's such a, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. It's, it's incredible. It really is. It's, it's magnificent. The awards he won and different things, it's really something. It's an experience to behold, even if you're not an Elvis fan. And I know you are. It really is. It's a lot of fun. 
Now, how how long does it take to get there? How, where, where do you go to go to Graceland? Where do you fly to? Memphis. Memphis, yeah. Oh, how yeah. far is it from Memphis? Uh, oh, it's 10 minutes. Now, do now they have the bed that Elvis and his mother slept in until he was 19 or 20 years old? Do they have that there, too? No, there are certain parts of the home you can't go into. Gladys, wasn't that her name, Gladys? Yes. Certain parts of the home, the upstairs, you can't go into. Right. But, um... Well, why not? Well, those are like some... Sounds like something sounds, sounds like something from Baghdad. Maybe the U.N. inspectors need to get in there. <laughs> Neil, all I want to tell you is that I'm a big fan, and I enjoyed it, and it's a lot of fun. Really Great. Is. Okay, Thank pal. You. Thank you. God Bye -bye. bless you, and get uh, some help, please. Get some help. We have an open line today. I mean, you know, we'll probably find out. There are a lot of people in this audience who have been to Graceland, and that just uh, shakes any faith I had in the human race. I mean, just... I, I can't relate to it. I can't relate. I mean, as a kid, I loved Mel Allen, was the broadcaster for the Yankees. Fan, Yankees. I was a big Yankee fan. Mel Allen died a couple of years ago. And I remember talking on the air about Mel Allen died and getting almost no response, which was staggering to me because, to me, Mel Allen was more important than Elvis Presley. I know that sounds ridiculous, but he was my broadcast idol. I always wanted to be a, a sports announcer. I loved Mel Allen. I loved Bill Hewitt, who was the... Uh, for 20-some years, 30-some years, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, which I've been a fan for 40 years, live and die. It's, it's, it's not even just a sports thing with me. It's like a way of life, Toronto Maple Leafs, okay? It's, it's in my blood. It's ingrained. It's like a passion. And uh, I remember the day a rumor called me a couple of years ago, got some bad news for you. Bill Hewitt died today. And it was, it was and, you know, they did a very uh, half-assed tribute to him that, that night on Hockey Night in Canada, very weak. But, I mean, am I going to go see Bill Hewitt's grave? No. Am I, am I going to go to uh, Mel Allen's grave, uh, whatever his name was, Mel Israel? No. Am I going to go to his grave? Am I going to go to University of Alabama where Mel Allen went to school and see where uh, his uh, which dormitory he was in? No. I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand it. Like all the musicians that I love, like, like Chicago, when Terry Kath put a gun to his head playing Russian roulette. Wasn't it Terry Kath? Blew his brains out? I'm pretty sure. Blew his brains out. I mean, did I love Chicago. Their music is they're, they're real musicians. They're great. They're sensational, okay? But am I, am I going to go, like, visit his grave? No. Uh, you know? Should they make a museum like it, It's an illness. It's an illness. The Elvis thing is, a, is, a, is an American illness. Hero worship is an American illness. Basically what it is is a lot of people saying, my life has no goddamn meaning, I'm insignificant, this person was so goddamn important, and I'm just obsessed. It's like in all these psycho movies you see, all the psychopaths, you know, and they all have, usually it's a female, because then that's a sexist attitude of the people in Hollywood, it's all these neurotic, psychotic women that have all these pictures of whoever their target, uh, you know, the stalkers, whoever that is up on their, the wall in their bedroom. I realize little kids have pictures of uh, whoever, the Backstreet Boys up on the wall, or Enrique Iglesias, or something silly like that, like I do. I mean, like, uh, you know, some people do. No, I don't have no pictures of the Backstreet Boys or Enrique in my house. Although I did have, uh, what's his name? Jerry Rivera. Uh, oh, I have Jerry Rivera, but that's only because... Uh, well, if somebody gave you something like that, wouldn't you put it up? It's very big and nice. And the picture, too. And you know something? If Jerry Rivera walked in here right now, I wouldn't know who that. You know, I mean, uh, I remember that video from back in the days when we had that uh, Spick uh, video TV. Those were good days when I discovered Luis Miguel. Yeah, like 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 Luis Miguel. Do I have like a statue of? Lu I love Luis Miguel. His music is great. He looks great. He's a great uh, Spick. I mean, he never stole a freight train. I love him. But I mean, if they had a Luis Miguel museum, am I going to go there? No. No. 
I didn't even go backstage to meet him that time at that concert, which got, what's her name, all bent out of shape? What was her name? From the record from We Are Latino, what, what was her name? Brenda. It could have been Brenda. She hates me like poison now because I didn't go in there. He was. A, I had a. I had a, a. An exclusive audience. With Luis Miguel backstage after a great concert at the Miami Arena. No, it was at the uh, Night Center, a few years ago. And I chickened out. And part of it being the language thing, because he doesn't really speak very good English. And I thought, but this is going to be really awkward. And I mean, what am I going to say to him? What am I going to say to Luis? Maybe we weren't going to speak. I've had uh, several uh, situations like that in my life. Not necessarily to speak, speak, speak. Huh? I don't think that was going to happen. Oh, he would have probably been in the bathrobe in the towel. But at any rate, no, no, seriously, that's, that's, I understand, like, if you love Pamela Lee's breast or something like that, whether they're real or not, which, of course, they're not, and she is proud of it. I understand that. If you got the hots for somebody, I understand that. But I don't understand the idolization and worship of entertainers or athletes, or uh, I don't get it. Because most of them are very, very shallow scumbags anyway, including this whole Sinatra business. Oh, but he gave a lot of money to charity. See, there we go with that Wayne thing again. Isn't that surprising that people that make millions and billions of dollars give a lot of money to charity? Pretty surprising, huh? Uh -huh. Four minutes before 11 at 560 WQMU. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. You're a bastard. Hello. Mommy Mazelma. Only you, Neil Rogers. The old Elvis and the young Elvis. Well, that's, that's Then they true. satisfy all these Elvis people out there who just can't get enough of the king, right? Well, I, Why did they come out with an Elvis Presley pizza with his face on top of it with a big pepperoni up his nose? Well, How would that be? Boy, what bad memories that brings back. The days we were on SUN in Tampa, wow. It's 11.02 at 560 WQM. I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't admire people or admire their work or enjoy their music or whatever it is that they do. That's great. But worshiping people and going to see some kind of a monument? I mean, this guy, would he go to see Grant's tomb? No. Would he go to see the Washington Monument or the, no. the uh, Washington Memorial or the Jefferson Monument? No. Of course not. Neither would I, as a matter of fact. Unless I happen to be in Washington, God forbid. Who the hell wants to go there? We want to go there? No. No way. Too many Schwarzes. But, I mean, uh, when you come right down to it, uh, these people have become obsessed. Like I said, it's a free country. If that's how you want to spend your discretionary dollars and time, I mean, you're entitled to do it. But I'm also entitled to have my opinion, which is that you need serious help. We have two men so far, not even women, not even trailer trash broads, but two men who have been to Graceland. Oh, we got another one? Hello? Neil. Virginia Key, yes, sir. Yeah, Not another guy who's been to Graceland. Hey, let me talk. I went to a Memphis State-Florida State game uh, years ago, and we stopped off at Graceland. Oh, my gosh. The best way I can describe it, it's like a, uh, a flea market. You ever been to a flea market? Sure. And when you said there's trailer park trash and rednecks, yeah. I mean, I will never go again. I mean, it was, I mean, it's okay. 
but but I tell you, never in a million years would I go back to Graceland. Well, thank God for you. I thought you were going to give me a. I thought this was oh. going to be the third straight guy. No I, way. I use that term loosely to uh, <laughs> give me a song and dance about how great it was. In Gra- so you were only there because of what you were in the neighborhood. Right, and this, plus I liked Elvis. I mean, I'm like you. I liked Elvis. So I didn't admire him, but uh, this guy says there's a lot of pretty women there. Yeah. I mean, mostly there's there's. Old redneck fat women. Well, the guy I think was visually impaired. Well, no, I tell you what, there are pretty girls here, but guess what? He's not getting laid by him. Only Elvis could get laid by him. Yeah. I mean, that's it. They're just fanatical about and, it. And all the books that I read about Elvis kind of hint around that he was a very impotent guy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, maybe, I, maybe I, from all the drugs. I read the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that that. Uh, well, I, thank God, so you've reinforced my faith in a small portion of the human you, race. You couldn't pay me to go back to Greece. All right, man. thanks a lot. Hey, I have a request. Yes, sir. You played a song yesterday, a bit about uh, 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 Gingrich's sister. Right. Could you play that again, please? Yes, I will. Thank you. Over and over again. Thank you. Okay, see you. How do you like that? We got the Graceland crowd. This came right in the back door, so to speak. Oh, by the way, our appearance at Borders on Saturday, uh, December 19th. We will be going there by the time to be announced, okay? Uh, Maybe noon to two, it may not. We may have to move it up a little bit, back a little, whatever. But we will be there on uh, Saturday, December 19th to raise lots and lots and lots of money and peddle lots of best of stuff, okay? Center one. We'll get to that hundred grand. I know you don't believe me. You don't think I'm going to. And I will be at the hockey game tonight. We'll be there around six thirty or thereabouts. And if you want to give me a check for ten bucks or a hundred or five hundred for center one, I'd be very appreciative. Some people have done that, and it's it's great because we need your help. I need to pick a. And by the way, the thing with the uh, pickup truck, I because uh, Zoltan stuck his head in the door here to give me a song and a dance. Uh, they what they did was they took this pickup truck, brand new Ford pickup truck, and they like uh, stripped of all the paint and they had all the Dolphin players sign it. And then they, like, uh, coated it, glazed it, whatever the hell they do over it. And so now it's like a collector's item. For, and the people that are signing up are doing it all the South Florida Ford dealers and at Publix. And they get the entry forms, which tell them. They fill out their name and address, and it tells them where to send the envelopes. So that's why we have such a tremendous response. And that's why the mailing address isn't an impediment to them, because it's right there in front of their puss on the thing. But still an incredibly impressive amount of mail, the likes of which I have never dreamed of in my life at a little uh, horse and buggy station like this one. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. You sound good. Uh, right now, I'm really uh, getting through with school. I've been cramming, really, you know, doing my schoolwork. I wasn't really listening to the sports shows and checking out Sports Center, but uh, everything you touched on in the 35 minutes I was waiting to talk to you just uh, really goes on when I want to talk to you about. Today. Yes, sir. Scumbags, charity, and uh, I don't know what else. Uh, as far as this NBA thing I heard last night, I was watching the nightly news and I saw Peter Jennings in the end. He closed with. Uh, that they're having that game for Showtime and all. And they have the nerve to come out and, you know, really, uh, they say they're going to give money to, I don't know, is UNICEF with the fund they're giving it to, but, the, you know, money's going to the players. Mm-hmm. For the younger players that only make $350,000 a year. Oh, jeez. And it's just, it's just like, I mean, I looked in the calendar, I'm like, it's Christmas time, and they have the nerve to slap right. the average people in the face and ask for money, you know, for these people. that make mm-hmm. $350,000 a year anyways. Yeah, you could probably scrape by on that for a couple of years anyway. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, pretty much. I mean, I started to get by on $350,000 a year. Right. And, I mean, I was just, I was shocked. Because I had heard rumors about it, but I thought it was just people playing well, around. You better, the you better get involved with this Patrick Ewing, uh, you know, uh, survival fund. You better get involved in these important things like that. Because he's only making $18 million a year, and he's got to put bread on the table and support his family. Well, I listen to statistics. You're spitting out that, you know, hey, you know, we've made $77,000 for Center One. You know, it's, it sounds like an excellent cause, like most of them are. 
And then I hear that, you know I mean? I heard this on TV last night, and I was enraged. I was yeah. just like flat out. Haven't had any checks for Center One from any of the Heat players, by the way. Just thought I'd mention that. No check from Mickey Harrison, no check from Pat Riley, no check from Jimmy Johnson, any of the Dolphin players. I just mentioned that in passing, you know. Well, I'm a college sports fan. I'll tell you what, I was going to go to a couple of NBA games this year, and I'll send you my whole NBA budget. All right. Center One. Okay. Give me a complete address once again. Yes, sir. 20295. Okay, hold on. 20295. Northwest 2nd Avenue. Yes. Miami 33169. Let's make the check out to Center One, whatever it is. If it's five bucks or whatever you can afford, it's hey, uh, we appreciate it. It's a good cause. Have a great day. Nick. Thanks a lot. There you go. See, how about that? In fact, all you people that would be spending your money on these illiterate uh, seven-foot freaks of nature, you can send that money to us, to our ch charity, help us for Center One. Oh, we don't want to do that. Well, why not? Well, uh, yeah, those guys need your money. That's right. Wayne needs your money. And like I said before, instead of spending 20 bucks for a bunch of crap food, how about eating a meal at home tonight? I bet you got food in the refrigerator. How about eating a meal at home in the house, sitting around with a family, and then coming to the arena for the game and, uh, you know, coughing up the 20 bucks, writing me a check for Center One, instead of spending 20 on that bald-headed billionaire geek? Two open lines in Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. It's 1108 at QAM. Hi, this is Maury Povich wishing you a happy Hanukkah. Oh, there's that scratchy part again. Sorry about that. <laughs> scratchy. Every time he sees his sister, well, it must give Newt the blues. Well, rugby was her hobby, but now she likes the lobby, and he don't much like her views. Newt's little sister is a... Newt's sister is a... Gingrich's sister doesn't shave her legs or thighs, wear makeup on her eyes or gauge her son. Gingrich's sister says she's proud, she's a gay lesbian. Well, she ain't like her big brother, the speaker of the house. Cause Gingrich's little sister has never had a mister, and she never met a trouser mouse. Gingrich's little sister is a... Gingrich's little sister is a... Gingrich's sister doesn't kiss too many guys. Conservatives don't like her kind of fun. And I still like dance. Candace Gingrich says she's proud. She's a gay lesbian. <laughs> but I'd be dying if my daughter ever dated one. Oh, wait a minute. She married that Michael Jackson fella. And actually, when I think about it, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a lesbian wouldn't be so bad. And she is in Scientology, too. I just mentioned that in passing, Father Paranoia. It's 11.15 at 560 WQAM. We're doing Elvis talk today. How do you like that? Oh. Elvis talk at Christmas time. Oh, my God. It's just uh, amazing. The people. And now, now another one of the uh, people that they're bringing back from the past who's been dead for I don't know how many years. We're supposed to really, uh, it's a big tennis. Bobby Darren. Oh, yeah. We're, you're, you better get with it, mister. Bobby Darren. Tony Bennett, who's still alive, but might as well be dead. All the kids on MTV, does anybody believe that the kids are into Tony Bennett? No. Of course not. 
if you consider a kid, somebody who just moved into Cemetery Village, who just turned 80, yes, those kids are into Tony Bennett. Other than that, and now A&E, they're doing Bobby Darren, and he was misunderstood, and uh, he found out his mother wasn't his real mother, and your mama, and uh, your mother wrote, whatever the hell that is all about. And when he was young, he had some either rheumatic fever or some, some kind of a genetic uh, heart thing, and he knew he was going to die young, which is a good excuse why he was a booze hound, and he dried uh, well, whatever the hell it was. I mean, Bobby Darren, uh, how many hits can you name by Bobby Darren, okay? Mac the Knife, Dream Lover, um, uh, and I could get the book out, but I don't want, that would be cheating, and there's no point, okay, because the list isn't, I'm talking about big hits, memorable songs that will live, assuming that musicians, singers are people that we should admire forever who are like, uh, you know, bigger than life itself. How many hits can you name by Bobby Darren? I like, and I like the Dream Lover, Mac the Knife I could live with, I like Hack the Wife better. But uh, seriously, Dream Lover was a great song. It was almost like a borderline bubblegum. It was like a Connie Francis. Oh, and there's another one, Connie Francis. She had all those uh, mental problems, and she's, uh, you know, never stole a freight train, and she's uh, gone through the ringer, and uh, Connie Francis. We went through that period of time when we were supposed to be very excited about Connie Francis. Do most of the young people, have they ever heard of Connie Francis? No. Do they have any idea? That they don't know Connie Francis from Ron Francis, right? Uh-huh. And George has no idea who Ron Francis is. From Emil Francis, does he know who he is? No. Of course not. Now you're getting that hockey crap in guy. They don't know Ron Francis from Francis O'Hare. Does anybody know who that is? No. No. You see all these important people that I know that you don't. That's the one benefit of being old, even though that deathbed is not far away. But that's the one benefit of getting older is that you know all of this meaningless crap, all of these names. Names. People that you never heard of, mister. Wally McElmore, you don't know who that is either. There you go. Here's uh, Tamarack. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. God. First time caller. Great. Your listener. Young uh, white male. All right. I got something uh, a little pissed off and fired up about. Yes? I don't know if you've heard about the uh, Coral Springs Forum at the local newspaper. The Coral Springs Forum? Yeah, one of those city newspapers like we've got in Plantation. Oh, yeah, one of those uh, little throwaways, yeah. Crap things, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of those things that litters your driveway. Yeah, and gets nasty on your driveway. Right. <laughs> We've got uh, an interesting thing. It happens that a gentleman I know who's a fire inspector for the city, is, uh, he takes his girlfriend's kids to the bus stop in the morning before he goes to work, mm -hmm. make sure they get on the bus okay, make sure everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Some lady who's taking disability pay because she's mentally unstable and unable to work wrote a letter to the forum asking the city why a fire inspector is around five 12-year-old girls. Now, the city, instead of asking him, wants him fired. Because he's taking the girls to the bus stop? Yeah. Now, I'm pissed off and fired up because it's somebody I know. And thank God there's no gangs or any other problems in Coral Springs, right. or any knifings or shootings or stuff like that. Right. Really, uh, this is a uniform Coral Springs Fire Department employee. Right. Who you would assume it would be appreciated that he's standing there. Right. But apparently this lady has demanded his resignation from the department. Yeah. He's been there 18 years. Based on what? In other words, he's borderline mental and maybe over the borderline with Madonna and belongs in an institution somewhere? LA? She is, yes. Yeah. She's accepting disability pay from the United States right. government. Living well, in there's got to be more to it than that. I mean, why would they take the word of some wha one wacko and uh, without asking anybody any questions? Well, what the story behind it apparently has come down to is that uh, 
Human Resources had a problem in the city of Coral Springs a couple of years back. Yeah. With an employee uh, in that situation. So right? let's make him a scapegoat. Is that what you're saying? It seems that way. Uh huh. And they're not doing anything about it. They actually, as a matter of fact, suspended him when it came out the paper. Now there suspended were no names. for what? For doing what? For being at a bus stop. Yeah. Does yeah. that make him a pedophile? I must have a lot of pedophiles in my neighborhood because I got a school bus stop right on the corner by my house. And uh, 7:30 every morning, when the little kids go to school, their parents are there and everybody else to make sure they get on the bus. And, uh, that, that, and that's fine with me. Morning. I think that's a good idea. I see it every morning. And I, I was just personally pissed off, fired up. By the way, made my $200 donation to Center One. Thank you. Getting five sets of your CDs. Great. Great. By the way. God bless you. Made yes, a great Christmas present. See you at the hockey game tonight. All but right. Just something that pissed off and fired up about. Figured some people might have some interesting uh, opinions on that. Okay. Tells you what we got. Good luck, pal. Great to show you. Thanks a lot. Bye. How do you like that? Well, like I said, thank God they have no other important problems up there in Coral Springs. That's a real good safe <laughs> up there. Right. Two open lines in Dade County, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, they invented Coral Springs so that the dark-complected people who live like in bad, like in ghettos, so that they could appreciate the fact that there are places where there are nothing but lily white people who have all kinds of crime and real serious problems too, to make everybody feel better. Oh. That's right. Here's a mobile in Weston. Hello, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Great. Uh, I moved out of Coral Springs 12 years ago, and I got a ticket for changing a flat tire in my driveway. I, I don't go much back there much. Uh, I said that everything that's got like Coral Gables, Coral Springs, anything that's connected with coral in this town automatically is a bunch of blue-nosed assholes. Why is that? I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to call and tell you I had my wife dial into your website last night, and we purchased uh, one of everything on there. All right. Uh, the, the Rick and Suds and the Phil stuff, that all goes to Center One as well? Yeah, whatever oh, okay, we've got, great. right. Beautiful. Uh, I just want to let you know that, and... Uh, have a good day, Neil. And thanks so much. Thanks a lot. You got it, bud. Okay, how do you like that? You can uh, flip right onto your uh, neilrogers.com on the Internet, all you uh, Internet hoppers out there, neilrogers.com, and you can buy uh, not only this year's stuff, but we got stuff from the past, from uh, when Phil was on IOD and uh, the Rick and Sons, whatever we got left over that stuff. Because we're going to put the big press on. We're putting on the full-court press better than the NBA because they're not playing too much these days. All these phony baloney fundraisers that they're involved in, which, uh, you know, a little tiny portion of the proceeds goes to some charity, and the rest of the money, well, we got to be putting bread on the table, you know? I mean, when somebody was making 350 grand, that would be like my coming on here and saying, hey, you know, uh, you know, I, I really would like to, uh, I lost a little money out in Vegas. I'd like to cover my losses. I lost 75 bucks at Pompano Park the other night. Things are getting a little bit tight. Can you folks help me out a little bit? Can you help an old uh, fag? I'm a Catholic, you know, something like that. Or I'm not a Catholic. I mean, I mean, talk about chutzpah and gall. You, you, you'd, be, you'd be sitting out there like, uh, you know, smashing your fist into the goddamn radio, and rightfully so. Although, you know, when you come right down to it. You know, and these um, goons, these morons, these illiterate imbeciles who provide minimal entertainment. But again, see, the NBA is another one of those things where they try to convince you that you're having a good time, like the, like the slam dunk contest. See, whenever they have a sport and they have to do, it's like the NHL All-Star game is a total joke and a waste of time. So they have to do the skills competition to spice it up, to try to make you think that the All-Star game is really entertaining. I mean, there's a lot of stars there, but there's no hitting and there's no real game. And it's like 20 to 15 is the score because, uh, you know, there's nothing really going on related to what hockey's all about. So they have to spice it up with some, some alternative kind of crap to make it into a staged event. So you think, wow, this is really great. Like going to Graceland, for example. I'm just, I'm almost speechless to be, if, like I said, if I would have had a couple of 
yahoo-sounding women who sounded like they lived in the trailer park right down 441. I'd say, hey, you know, uh, great, that goes with the territory. They'll probably be here on Jerry Springer next week, you know. But a couple of guys back-to-back who have been to Graceland? I, I thought I was supposed to be the faggot. What kind of a guy was so into Elvis that he goes to Graceland? And then tries to cover it up by talking about all the attractive women there. Are we buying that? <laughs> yeah, right. Who the hell are you kidding, mister? Right. Here's Boynton Beach. Hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. Julio, who loves Elvis. Yeah. And I've been to Graceland. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not a Julio who's been to Graceland. Yeah. Oh, my God. With my wife. Yeah. And she Please tell me she dragged you there. You didn't really go there volunteer. It wasn't your idea, was it? Uh, it was both. Oh, my God. Oh. And she got upset because I was, you know, just looking. There's a lot of, there are pretty women there. Yeah. Don't 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 let them tell you. Are there really? By the way, that other song by Bobby Darren? Yeah. Splish Splash. Oh, Splish Splash. Okay, now, there was a big hit, but it was a bubblegum record. I mean, it was fun. It was a fun record, but you would hardly say that Splish Splash makes Bobby Darren a great musician that we should admire and revere and build a statue, right? We're going to go to Graceland again. You are? When they have the um, 25th anniversary. No, no, you're not. Yeah. Please, please tell me you're joking. It's been a couple please. of years. I'm, I beg you, please tell me you're kidding me. Please. No. Now, how about when Julio Iglesias dies? Are you going to go to see his uh, thing? No, Elvis was the king. Yeah. I got to go. Thank you. Okay. See. <laughs> he said Elvis was the king and Julio was the queen or something like that. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? A Julio's for Elvis. Let's start a new organization. Julio's for Elvis. What do you say? All right. Open line at Broward, 56705. See, it goes to show we think we know something. We know nothing. We know absolutely positively nothing. If we would just listen to more of what these people have to tell us, we'd be very depressed. But nevertheless, we'd understand what's really going on out there, just like I've tried to explain to you about uh, certain of your sexual uh, myths that you uh, harbor. That you just ask. No, please, please don't start again. I've seen much more of the real world than you ever have, okay? Hopefully someday you'll see what the real world is all about, which is definitely not here. It's also not in Montana, mister, okay? There may be a lot of action, a lot of people getting laid, but the real world is not in Montana or at the Pizza Loft, okay? I won't wreck your fantasies. Okay, whatever you say. This man, such a... But, you know, it's that Cuban thing again, you know? It's got to, uh, that repressed thing. It's 1126 at 560 WQM... Where do you find Joe Rose, Jeff DeForest, and Steve Goldstein? The first team, right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Esta es el show de la mañana con Bill Rogers. Esta es su cerebro. ¿Tienes preguntas? Pretends that I am Murphy Brown. 
We got some major radio news. Here you go. You heard it first right here on 560 WQAM. The Stupid Talk Network. You mean to say that that John Ford show was a bomb? Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, he even outdid Mr. Ego's numbers. He was like down there in the fractions in the morning with a totally insipid, pointless show, even with that bra that they had on there. Now, was that a different one? Did they have like a first one they, that they, they can't? Because the first they switched because the first one kept talking too much and he didn't like it and she actually had something to say? So he's going to be history now. Is that December twenty second? I'll give you. I'll give this audience fifty thousand guesses. Who's going to be doing mornings on Stupid Talk Network? I'll give you fifty thousand guesses. Who's going to be getting up real early in the morning and doing mornings again? Well, that makes us feel like duty. Okay, there's the first clue. Okay, and they're real happy about it. I'll tell you that. Damn it! Yeah, they are. Aren't you guys happy? Go to hell. All right. No, seriously, uh, you know, they're... Well, I can't help it if you don't like it. Well, okay. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said you guys are going to be doing uh, mornings again, okay? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Uh-oh, Kleenex. Yeah, okay, they're excited about it. Rick and Spud in the morning. I thought those guys hated the morning show. They hated being on in the morning. And, of course, now the story will be, oh, well, they're going to have all kinds of other stuff. Now, it is true that IOD gave them nothing in the morning. They gave them no assistance whatsoever. And wait till you, when you when you people hear who's going to be doing afternoons because obviously they're locked into Dr. Laura and Lardass there forever now that they're with the, they bought out J Corps and they're going to have that crap on forever I guess. But when you hear who's going to be doing afternoon drive once Rick and Suds start doing mornings on the stupid talk network you're going to, I swear to God pee your pants you're going to be squirt squirt all over yourself you're going to maybe even do a little uh, number or whatever number three which is one and two combined. When you hear, there's a little clue. Brooke Daniels, the babbling Brooke, is going to be back on here in the afternoon. Who just hung around town long enough to go back again. With that real New Yorky, uh, you know, it's it's Randy Jr. is what it is. Well, right, Jr. Randy Jr. back on here again with that real offensive, abrasive New York sound. And we can hear about how she had that accident when she was waxing the hair off of her, um, whatever it was, chinny chin chin. Yeah. So here's the fact. That's just amazing. Rick and Suds in the mornings, Dr. Laura, Lardass, and Brooke Babbling Brook. An afternoon <laughs> drive. One in the award winning lineup on the Stupid Talk Network. 50,000 watts of pure unadulterated. <coughs> with all due respect to my friends, Rick and Suds. Okay, well, Suds, anyway. No, seriously, you know, Rick has, uh, for some reason, got tremendous hostility, so I understand. Uh, yeah, I, maybe I'm wrong. Won't even dignify my existence over there. Just because I called the one time when I was in my seven-month limbo, and I said, let's have lunch one day, and then something came up, and I said, well, let's do it at a later time. Oh, are you really serious about that? And I said, no. What the hell am I going to eat with you for, Dumbo? No, they're, they're okay. Suds especially. Suds is great. Rick, uh, Rick is, uh, you know, an acquired taste. 
Anyway, here's a fax that says uh, a friend of mine and I stopped by at Graceland on a drive back from Chicago. We smoked a big fat joint before we went in. Yeah, man. And it was the most bizarre experience in my life, says Mike, who sent me this fax. These people were completely obsessed, he says. Everything was so incredibly tacky, it was beyond belief. Just imagine a millionaire whose trailer trash, that's Elvis. The tourists who were actually taking everything seriously reminded me of the religious fanatics you see in the Middle East. Needless to say, we laughed our asses off, although we resisted the temptation of buying a lovely portrait of Elvis on velvet or an Elvis ashtray. It says, you're right, most people think their life is unimportant. This trip proved your theory. It's pathetic. we got to go see the king. The king. He's been dead for 21 years. Let's go see the king. It's like going to Egypt and going to see the pharaoh, you know? You know he's been dead for a little while? I don't want to see no pharaoh. I don't want to see no king. I don't want to see no queen. Uh, you know, enough of this crap already. Idol worship. Doesn't the Bible specifically, uh, you know, forbid that? Doesn't God say he don't want you to uh, worship idols until you start uh, doing your rosary beads and then see that Virgin Mary on the side of the bank building? You say, okay, that's how I'm going to spend my idol time, going to Graceland. I don't, want to, I don't want to judge. If you want to go to Graceland, it's a free country. All I can say is any guy that goes to Graceland, he's an asshole. And any Julio that goes to Graceland, he's an asshole. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Boy, do I got a Graceland story for you. Oh, no. You Another Julio here that has been uh, there but never decided Please tell to me you were kidnapped and you didn't go volunteer. Yes, last minute I was kidnapped and I decided to... Uh, my mother-in-law lived in Houston at the time, and I went, we went to pick her up. Mm -hmm. We wanted to go to, to um, Elvis, and uh, I told her that I was I, planned, I wanted to go. So last minute, I dropped them off, and I told them I didn't want to. So what I did, I drove 15 minutes, 15-20-minute uh, drive to the casinos, yeah. and I plunged my brains out. All right. I going to go see Elvis, that pathetic 21-year-old uh, uh, ghost. But uh, I plunged my brains out. I lost uh, a lot of money, but... I think I was worth... Uh, yeah, you made the right choice. Definitely. I made the right choice. You're, you can still look in the mirror and know that you're a real man. Thank you, Neil. Have okay. a great holiday. And back to you. Bye-bye. How do you like that? There's a real man, okay? He resisted the temptation. That's right. He resisted. We have an open line in Dave, five, six, seven. Like, the, like uh, the guy's daughter in The Godfather. She resisted. She kept her honor. Look at her now, though. She don't look too good, but she resisted and she kept her honor. Here's a lady mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, ma'am. When I see you tonight at the game, I'm going to give a contribution to Center One. Thank you. And also, I uh, sympathize with the man at the bus stop. Um, you know, that situation that's going on, because my husband sometimes takes the daughter to the bus stop. Right. But uh, my daughter missed the bus the other day, and I had a very, very bad experience. I uh, was driving home, and uh, some man was walking to the newspaper with a robe and slippers and his hair wild, and it was a rumor. <laughs> I couldn't go home and have my bagel. And you notice, you notice he was probably in the next, next door's neighbor's house because it was probably their paper that he was lifting off the driveway. I don't know, but I couldn't eat my bagel when I got home. Oh, my God. What a grotesque way to start the day. It was like a beige, like, uh, robe, and it was, like, tied loosely, and the oh. hair was... Oh, she has to make the bus. We have to send her to the bus stop. Oh, we'll see you tonight, we'll give you a donation. Okay. Okay, have a see good you. day. Bye-bye. See you tonight. How do you like that? Rimmer in a bathrobe stealing somebody's newspaper on the next stoop next door. 
boy, oh boy, how, how can you stand the images of Rimmer in the morning, like a uh, barely uh, awakened, dressed with that hair slicked back like he does on those telecasts? They stunk. We have an open line in Dade County, 56705. Oh, and by the way, I'm glad she mentioned that. I'm so glad she mentioned the Rim Man. I'm watching last, and by the way, there were a couple of great games on last night. How come our home games don't look anything like those uh, <laughs> games that I see? Philadelphia and uh, and Jersey, what a 5-5 overtime tie. Scintillating game, unbelievable. Back and forth and up and up. Beezer stunk the joint out. They had to put in Hextall. So the Beezer is letting in these greasy goals. I mean, one that they actually assisted on. He, he tipped, came out of the net, passed it right to Dave Andrzejczyk, who stuck it right back in the net behind him. And so here's John, poor John Van Beesbrook having a rough night in goal for Philadelphia. My phone rings, 9 o'clock at night, and I'm thinking, who the f*** is this? Who do you think it was? The Beezer's having a bad night. My phone rings. I look at my caller ID. It's the Rim Man. I said, I know why you're calling. It's another Beezer bash is what it is. You see those goals that he let in? They stunk. Yeah. Don't ever forget it, okay? As long as you live, boys and girls, Jeff Rimmer hates John Van Beesbrook doesn't dislike him, doesn't resent him, hates the Beezer like poison, okay? Hates, despises, has a voodoo. And he admitted to me he's got a little voodoo doll, and every time he'd stick a pin in it, there'd be another goddamn goal for the uh, Devils last night. So if you want to blame the Beezer for having a bad night, you can go ahead and do it. But it was the goddamn Rim Man. They stuck. Yeah, he's the one responsible. Hateful, hateful man. And, and uh, good born-again Christian, John Van Beesbrook, what the hell's wrong with that? <laughs> 20 before noon at 560 WQM's Can beat that gator meat. Silent fart. Deadly fart. It can tear your nose apart. You can't hear it, but you can tell Someone did it by that awful smell. What the hell did you eat? It smells just like rocky. Silent fart. Deadly fart. I cut one at Kmart. I watched a woman that swivel around. She was wearing a terrible frown. I walked right out of that place with a big smile on my face. Boy! Silent fart. Deadly fart. Doing it is quite an art. Let one go, but don't look back at the victims of your death attack. If you're in church when you do, you'll have to stay in your pew. I want to know who cut the cheese. <laughs> I need help. It's 11:47 at 5:60 WQM. We have an open line at Broward two and Dade five six seven oh five sixty. 
pound 560 on the AT&T wireless plane. You know, I'll tell you one thing that shocks the hell out of me. We've heard only from, I mean, granted, 90% of our calls are from men anyway. But how come we haven't heard from any women who've been to Graceland? Huh? I'll tell you why, because most of them are too embarrassed, and, of course, then we'll categorize them immediately as being trailer park trash. Will we be right if we categorize uh-huh. them immediately as uh-huh. being trailer? Uh-huh. That's the problem. I mean, you should, if you're proud of it, if you actually had a good time there, if you recommend it to other people, if you saw something that was interesting, entertaining, I'd sure like to know what the hell it was. How many dead people, like when Joe DiMaggio dies? Are we going to build like some kind of a, any second now, that's right, are we going to build some kind of a museum, a Joe DiMaggio museum? Uh-huh. And are we going to go there? We're going to have like a QAM bus tour to the Joe DiMaggio museum? Uh-huh. There already is one, and, and they're doing a big business. There, there is, is one new. what? A Joe DiMaggio Museum. No, there's not. There is? Sure. It was on the news. It's, it's uh, like in Boca or something. It's here. There's a Joe DiMaggio Museum, and he's still alive? And gift shop, and they're doing big, big business. No. Yes. Tell him, Joe Costello. Oh, please, now, please don't tell me Joe Costello's been there. I have not been there. And oh, thank God. You're not, not if he, now, if he dies, are you planning on going there? No. Good. But I love Joe D. He's the greatest, man. How do you know that? I've seen it. Let me ask you, what was the last year that Joe DiMaggio played center field for the Yankees, mister? Not about that. No, no, no. I'm just asking you a question. Do you have any idea? No. 1953. Thank you. What year year were you born? 1973. But it's not about that. 20 years after this man stopped playing baseball, now let's see, 73, years, many years after Marilyn Monroe died, and uh, he was the greatest what? Joe DiMaggio is our last to our more innocent past. To whose more innocent past? Your your more innocent past? America. Us. Our civilization. Oh, are you easily sucked in? Oh, my God. I don't know whether to scream or just <laughs> blow my brains out or, or both. You understand he's a Yankee fan. Yeah, I, I was a Yankee fan all my life, too, okay? But as it turns out, Joe DeMa- in fact, 53 may be a year too late. I may be a year off on that. Because I became a Yankee fan in about 53, and at that time, Joe DiMaggio was no longer playing. Mickey Mantle was playing center field, and they had all those great teams, and they had great teams when he was there. But he was a baseball player. And then somebody makes a comment on this station yesterday. I can't remember who the hell it was, one of our five-year-old kids, a little younger than Joe Costello. And he said, oh, uh, many, many considered the greatest living baseball player of all time. Was he better than Ted Williams? No. Oh, okay. I just asked that in passing, okay? Was he better than Willie Mays? You could debate that. You could debate it. I mean, those things are all, uh, you know, they're, they're argumentative. It's like saying, were the 27 Yankees better than the... Well, whatever. You can't compare them. But, I mean, here's Joe Costello, who's like 10 years old, sitting back there on Sheridan Street, and he's telling me that Joe D. was the greatest. He was our last link to America's innocence. How about Rick Nelson? Was he our last... Ozzy and Harriet, were they our last link to... How about the Robert Young, Father Knows Best? Were they our last link, maybe, instead of Joe DiMaggio? They were actors. Yeah, and he was a baseball player. He was a real person. <laughs> so you're telling me that Robert Young wasn't a real person, or that Ozzy Nelson wasn't a real person? What we, well, I wasn't around for that, but what you saw of that... Well, you weren't around for that, but you also characters. weren't around for Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they were still real people. I mean, you know, a guy puts on a jockstrap and a uniform. He's a, ba- a baseball player, okay? He's still a, a guy when he's standing there naked in the shower, as disgusting as that thought is with Joe DiMaggio, especially now. But, I mean, even then, 
Uh, he's still a human being. Ozzie Nelson, when he uh, stood naked in the shower, it was also grotesque, but he was a human being. He's a guy. I think you're oversimplifying it. How about Leave It to Beaver, okay? Can we agree on that? Leave It to Beaver was our last, Tony Dow was our last link with uh, whatever America, with America's innocence. Gee, Wally. Right, this see, now at least you've seen Leave It to Beaver, right? Of course. Okay, great show. I love the Beaver. And it's, uh, oh, jeez. Now we're starting to get personal, okay? I try to keep this on an intellectual plane, and he's given us a song and a dance. He loves the beaver, all right? Oh. America loves the beaver. In fact, I guarantee if you would ask most men in America right now, who, who are you more fond of, Joe DiMaggio or the beaver? No contest. It's the beaver. It's the beaver. There you go. I rest my case. Boy, that was easy. Piece of cake. Snatched the answer right out of nowhere, baby. You what? The answer out of nowhere? I pulled it right out of my hat. I yanked it. You know, Joe is getting like those other uh, five-year-old guys over there in the other building. He's starting to talk like a hell of a lot too much. Have you noticed this? Joe's a great guy, but now he's all of a sudden starting to do like his own little show over there. Give these guys a little encouragement, just like Josh Fried and bop, 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 bop. He's got like Jeff Rimmer disease. Bop, 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 bop. Or is that Denise Potvin disease? I can't figure it out. I mean, here's, here's Joe, here's little Joe over there telling us about Joe DiMaggio. See, that, this is one of the things that's a curse of this radio station, like Geldy. I forget who he was talking about uh, uh, several weeks ago, and I made mention of it on the air. He was talking about something, uh, uh, a Red Barber. What does Geldy know about Red Barber? Did he ever hear Red Barber? No. Oh, he heard a few tapes, a few clips from Red Barber, okay? Does that make him an expert on Red Barber? No. Does he know anything about Red Barber's work? No. About anything? Nothing. So we got a bunch of little punks on this station who are experts on guys who died or who quit playing or broadcasting, whatever it is, before these people were even born. The only reason Joe Castello likes them because it's another WAP named Joe. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Another WAP named Joe. I never thought about that. That's true. With a bad nose. Huh. Never thought about that. There you go. Now the links are starting to tie together. And, of course, Joe's got that Marilyn Monroe blow-up doll, so you put all of that together, and now it starts fitting right in like a... Rubber glove. We have two open lines in Dave. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty. Let's hear it for the Beaver, huh? Oh! I personally like Tony Dow myself. He, did I, I've only mentioned like twenty thousand times. He used to wear those thin plastic belts. Yeah, I had one. Believe it or not. Can you imagine me right now with one of those thin plastic? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Stretchy plastic. Oh yeah, corduroy pants and a thin plastic belt. Can you uh, picture that? No, I can't either. But wouldn't that be fun? Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, uh, you were talking about that guy at the bus stop earlier. Yes. Uh, unless he's got some kids who are waiting for that bus, I'm, like, very leery of anybody hanging around a bus stop with kids. You know what I mean? Well, he's, his girlfriend has got kids there. Well, okay. Well, then that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's they... why he's going there. He's not a pedophile. He's not hanging under molest five-year-old girls. Well, then why would they suspend him unless, like, he's supposed to be, like, working at the fire station and he's, like, doing that? I, I, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm always reluctant to get into these stories that somebody reads me out of, especially out of a community fish wrapper like that that I know nothing about, because uh, then everybody starts conjecturing. I really don't know. But maybe we'll find out. Okay, we have all the date lines wide open, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Oh. So, in other words, if, if Joe DiMaggio is on the verge, does that mean that Beaver's going to be dead soon, too? Wow, now that'll be... Now, how about a beaver museum? If we got a Joe DiMaggio museum... Let's I think I, that up. I think I saw one of those in Amsterdam. 
It's 11.55 at 5.60 WQM. Put that thing away before I put it away for you. A show was born in the 50s About a family so wide All right. The reruns will last forever So you can watch the show every night Leave it to Beaver In the morning Beaver every day of the week Beaver Hey Wally How come your little brother's a geek Ward does squat for a living But June wears pearls every day. When they want to make whoopee, guess who gets in the way? Leave it to Beaver. (laughs) In the bedroom, Beaver all through the place. Beaver! Gosh, Lumpy, the Beaver's always in your face. We can't stand Eddie Haskell. He's always telling those lies. When he enters the kitchen, he says, Mrs. Cleaver, gee, you look nice. Leave it to Beaver. On the cable, Beaver on the UHF. Beaver! You can't avoid it. Beavers like taxes and death. It's always Beaver. In the morning, Beaver all through the night. Let's shoot the Beaver. All right, 1202 at 560 WQM. I'll tell you, that, that the, between, between the uh, Elvis thing and Graceland and Joe Costello quoting uh, somebody else's trite cliche about America losing its innocence, he was our last link. America's innocence. You remember, like, uh, you know, the early 50s. Like when we had the McCarthy witch hunts going on and all those people in, uh, in uh, Hollywood. Communista, 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 matacon. All that stuff was going on. That was our innocence. Or how about, like, in 1945 when we were dropping nuclear weapons on Japan? How about that? That was America's innocence, right? Or killing the Indians with Teddy Roosevelt. At what point, or killing each other during the Civil War, America lost their innocence after Joe DiMaggio. Hung it up. Hung up his jockstrap for the last time. Thank you, Joe. We have Dade County lines wide open, 567. Have we still heard from one woman who's been to Graceland yet today? No. Come on, come out wherever you are, okay? Don't be a pussy about it. Let's hear it. We want to hear from some of you uh, uh, outstanding women out there. I'm sure that people other than trailer park trash, than scum, than the, uh, than the uh, barnacles from the bottom of the ship, I'm sure that very upstanding ladies have been there to Graceland and had a wonderful time. Do we believe that? No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's uh, Pompano. Hello. Hey, Bobby Darren. What about uh, Beyond the Sea? Oh, Beyond the Sea. There's another uh, mediocre record. That was okay. It wasn't mediocre. That was great. Hey, he's he was. You don't know nothing about old rock and roll, man. I bet yes, I, I know do. ten times more than you do. Well, about what? About anything. Yeah. How many Fats Domino records you name? Uh, a bunch. Yeah. I'm walking. I'm gonna be a wheel someday. Blueberry Hill. Very good. Huh? Walking yeah. to New Orleans. Uh huh. What's the reason I'm not pleasing you? What? Okay, there he goes. Yeah. What's the reason I'm not pleasing you? I could sing it. I could do the lyrics for you, pal. See, you name the ones that are Honey Child, 
which is the other side of Blueberry Hill, Imperial Records. You're messing with the expert now, pal. Don't give me a song and a dance. I know nothing about rock and roll music. Real rock and roll before this crap and this noise and Gary Glitter started polluting the airwaves. We have Dade County lines wide open where all they know is, uh, you know, hoochie-coochie music. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. I mean, Bobby Darren Museum, I think I'll probably check that out. The Bobby Darren Con- Connie Francis Frankie Avalon Fabian Museum. That certainly, I mean, uh, you know, this was a very important time in our lives. That's when we lost our innocence in America, when Connie Francis started pumping out those great hits on MGM. Who's sorry now? That was great. Well, I like Connie Francis. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't like those records, but I'm, uh, I'm not, uh, I just can't buy into the fact that these people are quite as important as some of you would believe, like Dick Clark or any other Dick. Here's a mobile in Lake Worth. Hello. Neil, guess what? Guess what? I'm going to Graceland. No. January 8th. No, 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 you're not. No, you won't. You're just making this up to aggravate me. I'm meeting my girlfriend in Nashville, and we're going there. You're meeting your girlfriend in Nashville? Oh, in Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're going over there. To do what? What do you mean to do what? Have you been there before? No. Do you want to go there, or are you doing this to pacify her and... Uh, no, I want to go. So does she. To see what? To see Graceland. Everything related to Elvis was there. No, you're, you're kidding me. No. Everything related to him, like what? Is Priscilla going to be there? She might. Because remember, it's the anniversary of his birthday, January 8th. Oh, my God. Oh, there'll be thousands there. I know. Thousands of sick, sick puppies. No, I don't think we're sick. We like it. Demented. My cell phone's going. I, I had to let you know, man. Okay, I'll see you at the Pat Boone Museum on February 24th. We have an open line in Brown. This, this, see what I'm saying? How, how many years have I been asking this question? And today, mark this down, a day that will live in infamy. We thought Monday would live in infamy. This is December 9th. Even FDR would be impressed by this. Monday or Wednesday, whatever day this is, December 9th, 1998, another day that will live in infamy, the day we finally found out what the people in South Florida have got passionate about. It's Elvis. It's the king. Oh, God. No, not the queen. The king they are passionate about. Two things they're passionate about. One is the beaver, and two is Elvis, not necessarily in that order, based on the sound of these guys. All these, all men, men going to Graceland. And you wonder what's this, why this country's got a hell in a handbasket? I think that answers it for you right there. You like somebody's music. Like Aerosmith, I love their music. I mean... Steve Totter will not live forever if he gets run over by a Mack truck tomorrow, okay? And they build a, an Aerosmith museum. And I love Aerosmith. I love their music. They're the greatest entertainers. Their music is sensational. And uh, those lips and all the other good. Would I go, would I, if they built a museum down the street next to Pollo Tropical down here, they'd build an Aerosmith museum. Would I go there? No. No, of course not. Even if they had Stevie's old lips on display? I, I wouldn't care if they had uh, what's-her-name's lips that you were talking about before. Yeah, don't say it on the air. The wax lips? Yeah, the wax lips. <laughs> I think I once saw that movie. Al Goldstein was in it. Oh, God. We're going to the Elvis Museum. We're going to Graceland. This is just uh, sensational. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if we go to a... What's the place that uh, Jim and Tammy Faye Baker... What was the name of the thing that they had? Where they were selling all the uh, bogus condominiums that... Uh, where they had like, you know, 100 condos and they sold 50,000 of them. What was the name of that place? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I know this, too. It was similar to Graceland. Somebody will call. Somebody will know the answer to that. The important stuff, not all this uh, stupid Joe DiMaggio garbage. I mean, you know, so he's a good guy. He never stole a freight train. He used to eat at the deli then. Uh, great. He was a ball player, a very good ball player. 
Babe Ruth was a great ball player, too, by the way, better than Joe DiMaggio. And he's been dead for, uh, let's see, 48, it's uh, 50 years. Are we going to go to the Babe Ruth Museum? No. I don't think so. I mean, when I was a kid, I went to the Hall Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Heritage USA. Heritage USA. Thank you. Josh Friedman. Yeah, oh, thank you, Josh, and you still talk too much. But anyway, so I went to the baseball hall in Cooperstown, New York, because I was going to camp up in uh, upstate, up in the mountains there in the Adirondacks, and we went there, and uh, it was, uh, you know, it was for kids. When I was in Toronto, like one of the first times a few years ago, I went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Oh, for kids. I'm not a kid anymore. But was it interesting to me? No. Absolutely not. In fact, there is more. If you walk into Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto in the lobby, where they have all the pictures and the memorabilia and balia, uh, there is more to see there than there is in the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's for kids. So I can see little kids going to the Joe DiMaggio Museum, maybe. But we're talking to adults. He was our last link to America's... Joe Costello, mark it down on your counter, one of the most profound comments, even though it's not original, but nevertheless, in the history of the human race, Joe D. was what America was all about. Ugly Italians. Nine minutes after, you know, I mean, I go to Rome, I say, and at Florence, whoo, I see beautiful Italians over there. Men, women, some I'm not sure of. But uh, we already got enough ugly Italians, which if Joe would get his nose fixed. Nine minutes afternoon at 560 WQA. Where do you find Kim Camper? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Hey, Brian, are you happy? I hate WLD again. Suck my dick. Uh, but I'm happy. It's the all-new Leave it to Beaver. Starring Barbara Billingsley, Hugh Beaumont, Tony Dahl. And Clint Eastwood as the Beaver. That's all for now, children. Recess. Uh, everyone except Theodore. Oh, crap. What'd I do now? Beaver, I thought you were my friend. Uh, well, I am your friend, Miss Landers. But that's all it is. Friends. But then how can I be your friend? Oh, jeez. You're not going to ask me out again, are you? But I have to ask you. Look, we've gone all through this before. I'm not taking you out again. Well, then, Theodore, I'm afraid I'm going to have to write a note to your father. You're going to write a note to my dad saying you got the hots for an eight-year-old boy? You know, Theodore, I've always thought you were one of the nicest boys in this class. No, no, Miss Landers, say no more. Look... You're fun to go out and have a few beers with and everything, but why don't you save it? Make a move on me in one of my next Dirty Harry movies or something, huh? All right, Theodore. Nothing personal. I mean, you got a nice bod and everything. You know, I don't know about you, but I like the El the uh, Everly Brothers a lot better than Elvis. Oh! So what? I mean, is there any comparison between the Everly Brothers and Elvis? No. And they looked a lot better too, by the way. Elvis always had that look, that sneer on his face, like somebody just cut a real bad, you know, like something smelt real bad. I mean, he looked okay, but I mean, the Don and Phil Everly. I was obsessed with the Everly Brothers. I used to uh, like uh, touch it because I was so excited when I would see them, like on Ed Solomon or one of those TV shows. The Everly Brothers were great. <laughs> Now, let, me, let me ask you this. They're both still alive, but is there an uh, Everly Brothers Museum? No. 
Is there ever going to be an Everly Brothers Museum? No. Is anybody in this audience going to go to the Everly Brothers Museum if we should build one like right now? No. And why not? God, they were just uh, sensational. They were great. See, and the thing about Elvis Presley is that uh, he well, he didn't create like uh, that style of music. Rhythm and blues was like in the early 50s. He stole from Chuck Berry and Fats Domino and all those other uh, dark-complected people. He didn't. Uh, he was no innovator. He was just somebody who was used by the colonel to make a lot of money. And the reason that he died the way that he did, and he got big and fat and bloated and had to keep working even long and do those shows in Vegas, is because he never had any money because Colonel Parker stole all his money. Because he made him a deal that was uh, that only a fool, only some bumpkin from uh, Memphis would uh, make, and he did. But anyway, here's a lady mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, ma'am. I'm a normal woman who's embarrassed to say she's been to Graceland. Oh no. <laughs> right. oh. I was wasting. Uh, were part were of you the there day. for the Everly Brothers Museum? No, I didn't see that attraction. Oh. Yeah. I was wasting part of a day in Memphis, and that's where I had the cab driver take me. And how was it? Um, I don't know. It was pretty dull. The best part, you wouldn't appreciate, there's a cafeteria that has all of Elvis' favorite recipes. Uh-huh. And I had a fried nanner and peanut butter sandwich. All there. right. It was Great. Delicious. And they had this old man who I think was his great uncle sitting in a cottage, and he would tell you stories about young Elvis. Yeah. He was like this old decrepit man that they kept there, like the groundskeeper, I think. Did something. he explain how come Elvis slept with his mommy with Gladys? He was like 19 or 20 years old in the same bed. Uh, no, it was a piece. Uh, tour. Uh huh. He didn't even get to see Elvis's bedroom. Oh my God. Uh, now, did you get to see the body at least in the casket, the wax dummy? No, but they have a, an area where he's buried with his. I think it's his mother and somebody else. His his dead twin. Well, see, there you go. He's yeah. The, well, his dead twin that died at birth or whatever. Right, and the, his name is spelled wrong on the on the headstone, so you're supposed to believe that that was a sign that he's not really dead. Uh huh. And all the Elvis files were out there talking about that. Right. It was, uh, it was a good waste of a half a day. Would you go back? No. Oh, okay. I feel better now. <laughs> okay, sweetheart, have a great holiday. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, well, at least she sounds, you know, rational. She had some time to kill. She said to the uh, cab driver, take me to the uh, foot of the George Washington Bridge. We have an open line of date, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I mean, what's wrong with the Everly Brothers, huh? <laughs> I'll tell you another one. We want to have a museum. I mean, never had a least any good life. Wouldn't it least any good when she was like 12 years old? Jerry Lee Lewis, I'm talking about. Mary Lou was like four years old. She was uh, still a fetus. She had a few problems. Oh, I'll tell you. Now, wait a minute. I'll tell you who ought to have a museum. Close personal friend of ours that used to be, that was on the show before. Here's my story, it's sad but true. About a girl that I once knew. Okay, any comparison, Elvis Presley and Dion? No comparison whatsoever. Dion DiMucci is 50,000 times the musician, the singer, the talent, the human being that Elvis Presley could possibly ever have been. Am I right? You know, gone down the road, stop the Fannie Mae. I'm gonna tell old Fannie what I heard of Boston State. Don't stop me talking. I'm gonna tell everything I know. I'm gonna break up the signifier. 
Like that. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, George gets uh, goosebumps every time he hears the bird laughing. The great Dion, baby. There's a musician for it. There's a guy who's uh, got more talent than his little finger. But these people are slumping the graceland because it's uh, part of the American scene. Like the great Joe Costello would say, it's one of our remain few remaining links with America's innocence. Elvis, gyrating his hips on the Ed Solomon Show and the Steve Allen Show. That was one of our last links uh, to whatever. Okay, I believe you. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil, what's up? How you doing, sir? I'm all right. How are you? Great. Uh, I, I agree with you on Elvis. He, he sucks. No, I didn't say he sucks, but, I mean, what's the big deal? He really go, did, too. Go to a museum. Why would anybody go to a museum? Do we have a Beatles museum? No. I don't no. think so. I, what was he babbling? I didn't hear it, but whatever the hell he said. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. One of your people, I'm sure. I don't think so. Oh, Yeah. Guaranteed. Well, I'm not saying that. Whatever he was, he was one of your people. Okay. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Lady in Miami. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, hi, Neil. Um, just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you. Um, you're just uh, a voice in the wilderness. Yes, you're like I a am. child with I'm, so, I'm, I'm so out of step with the, the rest of mankind. Thank That's God. The, yeah. Uh, you're like a child, you know, with the emperor's new clothes. Uh -huh. And I, I appreciate you. I mean, sometimes you get to think you're, you're a little off, and then you hear, I hear you and the voice of sanity, and you're great. You and me against the world, sweetheart. <laughs> well, there's against a few all these crazy people. And also, uh, just if I might change the subject a little, uh, as far as marijuana, um, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's medicinal. Yeah. I mean, I, I get, I have glaucoma. Uh -huh. I get migraine headaches. Now this, this is all cure, uh, a cure for these or keeps them abated. And, uh, it's, it's good for, uh, depression. Uh -huh. And it's good for uh, your appetite. Uh -huh. And it's good for pain. Uh -huh. uh, and there's nothing wrong. I'll tell you what it does. It stimulates the mind, and the government doesn't want our minds to be right. stimulated. That's right. The government wants a lot of dumb, uh, illiterate mm -hmm. people out there, and they've sure succeeded well. Nice going, government. Yeah. Well, right. thank you. So My name's Sally. Thank you, Neil. I'll call again. God bless you. I'm okay, so glad you're there. Thank you so bye -bye. much. Okay, go uh, roll, roll a big brown one. We have an open line in date, 56705. Oh, Isn't that what uh, Bob Lincoln said on that plane? I'm ready to drop a big brown one. And he sure did, right on all of us, on our heads. Oh, those great, uh, and you know, I still run into people say, hey, Neil, are you going to do any more of those uh, group trips to Vegas? And I say, no. Real loud, I say, no. Like that. That's right. You hear me? How about, no. How about now? Do you hear it? How about, uh, no. Boy. Now I'll be going to Vegas again, like, uh, you know. With uh, friends of my choice, like one or two, not uh, not no more group groups with the. Uh, oh boy, those are the days. We have an open line in Dade County, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one. I have a great oldies thing here, but there's no disc in it. I guess somebody at the other joint decided they like this one so much they would just uh, kind of borrow it, like used to happen with the TV themes uh, stuff all the time. Remember that? We'd have the jewel cases, but you look inside. Oh my, there's nothing in there. It's empty. The cupboard is bare. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Uh, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. Uh, good. 
Uh, Neil, I think you're missing the point with, with Elvis. I and think, what is the point? Let's hear it. Well, I, I think he's an icon because he, uh, of, of, of his uh, antics on stage. Uh, uh, America was more repressed then. He was, he was sexual. He, he was a decent-looking guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was okay. He was all right. And, and, and we've talked before on your show how, how America is a, a trailer-trash country. Yeah. And he fit right in. I, I, I have no real explanation <laughs> So, well, listen, if Elvis was an icon, then Jerry Springer must be a monster. He must be gigantic. Well, but Jerry Springer has no, has no appeal. And, and I, think, I think Elvis did, and I think his appeal transcended his music. Well, then how, I, come all, how come all those paid people in the audience are going, Jerry, Jerry, how come they do that for an hour every day? Well, that's Just because question. they're getting paid for it. Well, because Elvis is dead. Oh, I see. But, Neil, Brooke Daniels, not, not to change the subject, Brooke Daniels is coming back. Where'd you hear that? Neil, Neil, I want to... After I want to drive, pal, on the Stupid Talk Network. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. You, you, you've, been all around the, you've been all around the country doing radio. How can someone uh, who didn't succeed at one time be hired to, to not succeed again by... Oh, by but that, listen, that outfit well, what, is famous the for that. They keep, they keep shuffling the same people around, moving them around. That's the Pete Bolger uh, philosophy, by the way. He did that on, on FTL. He does that all the time. He takes the same people, moves them around from one day part to another, and if they fail uh, you know, the first time, he figures they're going to succeed the next but, time. But he, what, could put, he could put Brooke Daniels on at any hour, morning, noon, or night, and she still is going to have no numbers. But doesn't but doesn't Rick and don't Rick and Suds have good numbers in the afternoon? Why would you? No, switch? there's no there's nobody on that station that has good numbers. They have better numbers than the rest of the station, which isn't saying a lot. But on that station, how much how much are they going to do? You know. But but I don't understand. What has Brooke Daniels been doing for the last two years? Does she look for work or is she is she, is she panicking? She's been I, hanging out, waiting to uh, waiting for the big opening, so to speak. And I guess she found it. The big opening. Right. Have a great day, pal. Everybody's looking for at least a little opening, and she found a big opening. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the Mobile One line. I'll tell you where you'll find Just open wide and stick some real pleasure in there. We're talking about the Nick Cigars now, of course. Today's Wednesday, last time I... Boy, I'm really starving today. I'm going to have my uh, Nisi balls today. You didn't know she had any? Oh, boy. I would love to keep you all to myself. Here's my story, sad but true. About a girl called Syphilis Sue Oh! Had a bug and ran it around Gave it to every guy in town Oh, 
Now let me ask you because uh, maybe I'm wrong. Is there? I don't think that there's a uh, crickets museum. Is there? No. Maybe an insect museum, but is there a crickets museum? No. I don't think so. Maybe there's the Roach Motel, but is there a crickets museum? No. Crickets Hall of Fame? No. I don't think so. Buddy Holly and the crickets. What's wrong with them? I mean, he was very, very ugly. Not as ugly as the guy that played him in the movie, though. What is his name? That horrible. Gary Busey. Oh, Gary Busey. Oh, just the name is grotesque. Just the name Busey. What what kind of a name is that? I, every time I think of that name, the word pus comes to mind. You know what I'm saying? As in Pusey and Busey, what, however that is. No, seriously, that's he's just a disgusting looking human being. That Gary Pusey, whatever his name is. But Buddy Holly and the uh, Crickets, my God! If he wouldn't have been up there in a plane with a big bopper and Richie Valens. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you who. I'll, I'll tell you one right now. Where the hell? What cut is this? One moment, please. Ought to have a museum right now, probably on South Beach. Eddie, my love, remember this? Of course you don't. And you know why they'll never have a museum? Because uh, any group named the Team Queen will never have a museum in this country. Eddie, my love. The Middle East is smashed. And how about how about the Johnny and Joe Museum? Over the mountain. Huh? Oh, and I'll tell you who there ought to be, even though he may be from Canada. Never still say shame. I hate this record. Put your head on my shoulder. Anybody seen the Paul Anka Museum lately? No. There you go. I rest my case. We have an open line and, and a Rick Nelson Museum. I mean, is there any question about it? Any doubt whatsoever? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. All these assholes out here. We're going to Graceland, my girl. We're going to Jesus God. I mean, if that's what turns you on, more power to you. Like I said, it's a free world. Have a great time. Here's North Miami. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Pretty good. How you doing? Hey, see, I'm I'm from Memphis. I yeah. Down here, maybe uh, ten years ago, I grew up there, and you wouldn't believe the Elvis phenomenon that happened in that city. Oh yes, it, I it, would. It is. I mean, it's a total cottage industry there. Mm-hmm. You, you can name any product, any product made in the universe. Elvis toilet paper. <laughs> Elvis condoms. Right. And uh, they would oh, have, yeah. would, Elvis's name would be attached to it. Elvis cheeseburgers. Right. And it's, it's, it's not just not the locals. It's, it's all over the world. People signing the wall, signing, writing on the sidewalk. See, what, what they really ought to do is have the Colonel Parker Museum, because he's the one that created this whole thing. You know, <laughs> uh, he made something out of absolutely nothing, out of very little. That's, that, that's a hell of a phenomenon, let me tell Colonel you. Colonel Tom. And like I said, I'm from there, and I, I have I still have no interest in seeing. I have not even been in the house. To tell you the irony of it all, we take uh, we go back every year, and we take uh, my kids are grown, and sometimes we take some of their friends up there, and two of his friends are Cuban, and their parents told me to take their kids to Graceland. To see <laughs> Elvis house. Oh my God! Can you believe that? That is totally unbelievable. So just to tell you how far his hand reaches out there. Yeah, it really does. He's reaching out and extracting it and grabbing it, right. I thought I'd just tell you that. Okay, thanks, pal. Great show. Bye-bye. See you in the Graceland. Okay, there you go. They're all schlepping to Graceland, baby, because uh, they're told that that's the thing to do. Just like all these people that are schlepping to the sawgrass, and every time I ask the question why, uh, they don't have an answer because it's, uh, it's uh, a thing. 
Because somebody said, well, you're here, so this is a place you must go to see Sawgrass. Is there anything exciting going on there? No. Any really phenomenal store no. that you must see, like major, humongous, like a, a Ferris wheel going around and being? No. Anything? No. No. We have an open line at Broward, all three in date. See, now I'm starting to date myself. Why don't you play the Teen Queens? That's the end of this show. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line, and that's back in the fifties when we didn't even know that we had any Teen Queens. Yeah, now he's doing that. That's the same one with his uh, Adam. Yeah. Okay, maybe you and Adam and Denise can elope. Okay, asshole. Okay, one call left on the board. It's out of this world. It's in Jupiter. Hello. In 1975, when I used to live in New York, Neil. Yes. Uh, the Nassau Coliseum. Yes. So guess where I saw. In 1975. At the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, Eddie and the uh, Teen Queens. Oh, Elvis Presley. Yeah. And it was. And you lived to tell about it. That's right. I saw Judy Garland at Radio City Music Hall. And I had tickets. And Senior Wences. I had tickets to see him in 1977. Yeah. August 22nd. As you know, he died the 16th. I still have. As I know, he died the 16th. Like like it's a date that I keep on the tip of my tongue. Oh, it's on calendar. In my memory bank. Guess what? I still have the ticket. Yeah. Never traded in. I don't know what it's worth today, but uh, I still have it. And I was at Graceland. Yeah. And I loved it. Why? What did you love about it? Everything. Like what? Give me a for instance. Give me some uh, reason that somebody uh, should go there to see what? The 12 cars, uh, the awards room. Dining the room. awards room? The awards room. They said if you wrapped his records around, they'd wrap around the world, you know, about one and a half times because he sold in well in excess of a billion. Uh-huh. And that was years ago. You know, uh-huh. you got to say one thing. You were judged by your ratings, and that shows what a good talent you are. Now, Elvis sold, you know, more than Sinatra, the Beatles, and Michael Jackson combined, so you got to say you got to I, I, I think that's wrong. Yes, he has. I think that's very wrong. No, it's Beatles true. Beatles sold the record. Yeah, George says the Beatles sold the record. No, 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 he, no, they yes, don't. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Is there a Beatles museum? There's nowhere near. Believe me, I'm telling the truth. Well, well let me ask you this. Who, who do you I've think, read 15 books. Who do you think had a greater impact on music around the world, Elvis Presley or the Beatles? Oh, Elvis. Because John Lennon even said without Elvis, there would have been no Beatles. Uh-huh. And without Chuck Berry, there would have been no Elvis. Well, you got to remember, Elvis... Is there a up. Chuck Berry museum? Elvis combined... Is there a Fats Domino museum? Elvis combined the country, the rockability, and, of course, the black... The rockability... Rockabilly, oh. and the rhythm and blues and the gospel were yeah. huge influences in Elvis's life. Uh-huh. And those four things combined—the rhythm and blues and the gospel and the rockabilly in the country—was put all together, and he put his own style into it. Yeah, and that was it. And you think you could play Viva Las Vegas? Yeah, listen, listen. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening. I'm listening. He's gone. He's back to the blow-up dial, okay? Abba sold more records. Abba? Abba. We're going to look at I know Abba. You don't have to explain to me, okay? We're going to look at the Yeah. You better watch yourself, mister, because you're stepping on sacred ground. He combined the rockability with the uh, crack ability, with the Colonel Tom's ability, with Bobby Darren. How, do, how the hell did we find this piece of direct, by the way? Oh, it's a movie soundtrack. Beyond the Sea. This, this, was, this is a, um, you know, 
It's an okay record, but I mean, it's not. Uh, if I never heard it again, it would be soon enough for me. It's not. Uh, it ain't no the dream. Uh, what is it? Dream lover? Is that on there? Oh no, it wouldn't be on there. That was the best record he ever made, and probably not the, the biggest hit. But I mean, Mac the Knife was the biggest hit, and Splish Splash. I mean, here's a Splish Splash. I'm taking a bath, and we're talking about that here because the guy is dead. Maybe I didn't treat you. Oh my God! Oh, it's the king! I'm overwhelmed. Quite as good. Woo! Oh, I just dropped a big brown one. Look out, boys and girls. Wow. Okay, let me do the spot, and then we'll do all Elvis. Ooh. 20 till 1 at 560 WQAM. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The King is back, bigger and better than ever. Elvis Presley in his first big movie role since he's been dead. Elvis of Arabia. Elvis, I Yes, it's a completely new Elvis movie with the same old Elvis movie touches. 17 unforgettable babes and 18 forgettable songs, including Daddy Bear, Don't Be Cool, Dying in the Chapel, Blue Suede Burial Shoes, You Ain't Nothing But a Paul Bear, and more. Yes, see Elvis in his stiffest performance yet. He's bigger, better, and deader than ever. Elvis of Arabia, playing in a theater drive at a mortuary near you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. God bless. Return to Santa. Return to Santa. All right. I got a sweater from my grandma. It was pink and black. Don't worry, be happy. Was printed on the back. He wrote about it. Return to Santa. Just send me cash. Your tacky sweater gave me a rash. I got a fruitcake and some plaid pants. Where could this on my nose? Another bottle of Old Spice. Boy, did I get hosed. He rode up on the return to Santa. Who needs this junk? This year's Christmas really strong. Return to Santa. Don't mean to be rude. But this Christmas, I got scrooged. Return to Santa. Well, uh, I know you must feel the same way after all these years you've been able to take Sometimes, when you have a problem, it helps to talk with others who have the same problem. Okay, Elvis, you got something to share with the group now? Uh, yes, I do, Elvis. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, hold on, Elvis. Thank you uh, so much. Can we order some double cheese pizzas first? We'll, we'll get some peanut butter and nano sandwiches, That's a good too. idea, Elvis. Well, thank you, Elvis. You're listening to an encounter session at your local Elanon Center. Elanon where chronic Elvis impersonators go for help. Now, once again, what was that you saying, Elvina? Well, sir, I think it's time that people stop discriminating against us female impersonators of Elvis. Uh-huh. You know, I got sideburns, too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Learn to recognize the early warning signs. Twitching lips. I can't control my face. Swinging hips. I'm all shook up. Incredible weight gain. More Twinkies, please. At Elvis Anonymous, we understand that impersonating Elvis is not a career. It's a disease. Love me tender, love me sweet. 
So please, send what you can to L Anon, Memphis, Tennessee. And thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Oh, no. Oh, well, I feel so funny. What's wrong with me? My nose is runny. I can hardly see. Can't hardly hear because my ears are plugged. I gotta sneeze. I'm all stuffed up. Oh, oh, oh. As a true Elvis fan, you think you've heard it all. But wait, there's more. Now you can buy secret recordings of Elvis's last telephone conversations. Yes, it's the Elvis tapes. Hello, baby. This is Elvis. And I want you to come over right now and make me a big peanut butter and then a sandwich. A peanut butter and a little sandwich will get me a with a pie. You'll hear Elvis in his most intimate moments. Hello, Fiesel Man, Fiesel. Yeah, this is the Elvis. I want you to bring me over couple large pies. Don't make, make three. Don't make a sex. Double cheese. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm alone. And I'm hungry. 
And you'll hear Elvis reveal how he really feels about the one true love of his life. I want you back. I want you back in the lot, David. And on your way back, would you pick up some donuts, please? Make jelly cream donuts. Crawless cheese Danish too. I love my big honey glazed donuts. Without them, I can't do the Elvis tapes. Oh, give me, give me, give me, give me more donuts. Available now in drugstores everywhere. I love to eat. I love to eat. Let me munch, munch too. I don't know he's Italian. 12.53 at 5.60. WQM, it's our big Elvis extravaganza. Thanks to our very first caller out of the box. Oh! Here's Plantation. Hello. Plantation. Hello. Going once. You uh, told me that there was something like exciting. You sounded on... really surly. I couldn't wait. He was surly? Surly about what? About you. About me doing what? I don't know. Maybe he's an Elvis fan. Oh, well, see, I've, I've got one call left on the board. I've alienated yet another segment of the audience. I'm working on doing it one segment at a time, you know. You start out with one ethnic group, then you alienate uh, certain sports fans, and then you alienate certain uh, music lovers. And today we've alienated all the Elvis people, I guess. Oh! This was good crap we just played, I would say. What the hell more could you want? All you Elvis files out there. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Come on, let's get Elvis intensive here today. This is what America's all about. I mean, it's not bad enough that Elvis has been dead 21 years, but Joe DiMaggio's right on the edge, too. Our last link to America's innocent past. Whatever the hell that means. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I'm calling about uh, the almost dead Yankee Clipper. Yeah. Who are these kids that are saying Joe D is our last link to the innocent past? The, the what kids that were born past? 20 years after he stopped playing baseball. <laughs> right. What innocent past? They ever hear Kinsey? Like they ever hear Kinsey or Masters and Johnson? People were doing with everything that moved, including the family dog and the next-door neighbor, for right. crying out loud. Just nobody knew about it. Nobody talked about it. Right. Hey, look at those pictures of him in the nightclub. I mean, thank God Babe Ruth wasn't a heavy boozer and carouser. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Back in the 20s. Right. And just look at those, those pictures in the 30s and the 40s. People were smoking. They were drinking. They, uh, and all my uh, mother's friends in uh, upstate New York and the suburbs were doing uh, pranks, the but Milltown, and everything how else. easily people are programmed, though. You come up with some trite cliche, and you put it on some kind of a documentary or in some kind of a show, and right away everybody starts parroting it like, you know, like a minor bird. Right, absolutely. And my final point, Neil, because I'm out of material. Yes, sir. Marilyn Monroe makes Madonna look like little goddamn Bo Peep. Bo Peep. Okay. Please. Okay. Well, my... well, she's not looking too good right now, though. Ask the Kennedys about that. Oh, they're not here either? Okay, we have an open line at Broward, all three and Dade, on our Elvis Fest. I thought that this would bring out all those Elvis people in the woodwork there. These men that are calling today, I thought it would be women. Women, the men that are calling about Elvis, I have to really raise an eyebrow way up there. Like that dog in Little Rascals, you know? I have to raise an eyebrow way up there. About all these guys that are calling about going to Graceland and Elvis this, and he sold so many records, and bada beep, bada boop, and they got their Elvis blow-up doll, and uh, man, try to keep it in perspective, okay? Just to keep a little respect for... Oh, God. That's right. Just have a little tiny bit left over for me. Not a lot. 12.55 at 5.60 WQM. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 5.60 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, and Neil Rogers, one to two hour, has my personal stamp of approval. But I'm not sure if that's a young Elvis or a fat Elvis. Thank you. Thank you very much.
record for the stamp? I don't know. <laughs> Stuck on you would be pretty interesting, wouldn't it? That's a good answer. That could be the music behind the stamp. But anyway. Okay, now what I'm getting at is one of the greatest things that ever happened in the history of mankind oh, it's to come happened, up a bit. Yeah. happened 150 years ago, two years from now, in 1844, and that was the discovery of anesthesia. And that was Anastasia? Anastasia. I remember that by Pat Boone on Dot Records about 1957. <laughs> no, but no, I'm really serious. No. I don't want to be serious. But you, you, there's a real point to this. What is it? The, the audience is falling off like they're on no. anesthesia. No, because there's no other... Uh, the point is... Yeah. The point is that what we is have the been point? campaigning to try and get a postage stamp to the, to the discoverer of anesthesia. Yeah. And the post office committee that handles this says that it's not of great enough significance, but apparently Elvis is more important than a man who gave... Damn right. Who gave How many hits did they have? Well, it's happened since there's no... What? There's no gift that was ever given to mankind that's more significant, because with, with anesthesia, you can do every type of surgery that's done today. Yeah. 
Now, well, maybe we could have one with a scalpel on it, and then we could have some stamps like with little body parts on it. Oh, well, I think that the individual... And one with like a, uh, a thing of ether on one stamp, and then like a gas mask on the other one? Well, the, the discovery... Just a stamp, sir. Why don't you lighten up a little bit? Who gives a crap what's on a stamp? Well, next time that you need to have anesthesia, if you need to go to a hospital... Well, I got news for you. If I need to have anesthesia, whether I have a stamp or not, I'm still going to get it. <laughs> of course. But don't you think it's significant enough? I mean, I appreciate honor... my mother, too, but her face ain't on a stamp. <laughs> you really, it's really very difficult talking to you. Well, of course it is. That's the idea. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. That's Bill why Col I'm in, huh? I'm sorry Bill Calder is dead. I could talk to him, but it's too bad. Well, what does that mean? No, I mean, it's Bill Calder was one of my best friends. What does that mean? You're sorry he's dead because you could talk to him. What if he didn't talk to him? <laughs> would you have, a, like, a different opinion? That's, no. Then it would be okay, right? The point is I'm trying to generate... A maniac. I'm trying to generate some interest. Well, nobody cares. Don't you understand? Bill Calder didn't give a crap about anesthesia. Well, he called me and had me speak on his radio. Yeah, and he told me that it was the sorriest thing he ever did. He went, to, the, to the day he died, he regretted it. <laughs> on his deathbed, he told me, I only wish that I wouldn't have done that one show. <laughs> I can imagine that. I've been on the Today Show. Oh, God, no wonder those numbers Larry are King dropping invited, like a rock. Larry King invited me. Okay, I'll get off the I'll get off your Huh? I'll get off your line. I won't bother you anymore. Well, listen, have a great life. Thank you. Don't be so uptight about it. Man, he needs some serious anesthesia right now. <laughs> 106 at 560 WQAM. Where are we going? Here's uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, tell that guy just lick him. Yeah, he is licking it right hey, now. Uh, I just saw something on CNN. As if you don't need more to talk about, today is the fourth. God bless you. Thank you. Today is the fourth anniversary of Jocelyn Elders being fired for talking about masturbation. Oh, my God. I guess we're going to have to play that thing, huh? Uh, well, that is the funniest thing. So that was it. Okay. Man, see ya. Thank you so much. What is that thing called, by the way? Jocelyn. Yeah, but isn't it under Joycelyn? Uh, Joycelyn, yes. Yeah, it is, because she spells her name like a real funky way, Joycelyn. Hi, this is Jocelyn Elders, and I'm mad. Mad at those right-wing sons of bitches that forced Bill Clinton to fire me. Just who do the hell they think they are? All I was trying to do was deal with the reality of sex and teenagers. Maybe if Jesse Helms had busted the chip or Newt Gingrich had butted the corn a little more, they wouldn't be so uptight. Flogging the dog never hurt anybody. And if people did a little more of it, we might save some lives. Hell, if Clinton just stayed home and spanked the monkey, he'd even be in less hot water. Teaching kids about masturbation would be no big deal. We could even take some standard teaching tools and just twist them around a little bit like see Dick Run. When you see Dick Run, get to the doctor because you picked up a bad case of crouch crickets. Folks, we got to get real about the realities of the world we live in. There are too many kids out there taking a baloney ride and parking their yacht in Hare Harbor. Now, if we just teach them to stay home and paddle the pickles, pump the python, walk the dog, wax the carrot, or tickle the taco, we'd all be better off. And that's all I have to say. Now, I'm going home now and see if Mr. Elders wants to pop it in the toaster, inhale an oyster, and buzz the brillo. And to top it all off, oh, you can't say that. It's a 1208 at 560 WQM. So anyway, I discovered how to really piss off the audience, man. People who ordinarily are very friendly. Oh, we got one on here? WQAM, hello, Boca. Hey, asshole. Yeah? What the hell do you know about old rock and roll? Nothing. Meaning what? Oh, Just, this is the same jackass. Oh, no, you're an asshole. Yeah, uh -huh, okay. 
same jackass that called before that I stumped him with, what's the reason I'm not pleasing you by Fats Domino on Imperial Records and Honey Child on the flip side of um, Blueberry Hill? See, that's what happens when, uh, you know, you catch them with their oldies down. They just, uh, you know, all they can say is, he's an asshole. You already know that, so what's the bulletin, okay, pal? What's your point? But anyway, what I was starting to say is that, uh, you know, Elvis isn't a religion. He's not a cult. He's like beyond that. Beyond Jesus, beyond Moses, beyond Buddha, beyond Joseph Smith, beyond uh, Al Solomon. I mean, he's beyond any of that. Beyond Abraham Solomon. Man, you dare... Uh, and all I said was, I liked Elvis's music. I liked Elvis uh, as a kid. I bought all his records. But I don't want to go to Graceland and see some stupid goddamn museum to him. That's what I said. Is that okay? No. Oh, I'm sorry. What kind of lifeless, stupid jackasses go to Graceland, Tennessee? First of all, going to Tennessee in the first place, you got to be a bozo. Talk about Mugwumpville. They make the people in Aintree look like big city slickers. Aintree is like Manhattan compared to Tennessee, any of it. But going to Graceland to see the king and his cars. i got a bunch of fancy cars, okay? Anybody coming to see them? No. Good. Stay the hell away. Man, nine minutes after one at 560. I mean, we're getting hostile calls off the air. People won't hang on. People just spitting blood because I have the audacity not to get on my hands and knees and worship the king at the altar, okay? Where do you go when you're feeling lucky, speaking of getting on your hands and knees? How about Hollywood Seminole Gaming, which brings to mind cash and excitement? Floridians, dumb as dirt. <laughs> There's a brand new team all the kids are learning to play now. In every big city on the cross, the U.S. and now. It's called Get Yourself Some Hardware and Blow the Other Fellow Away Now. They've all got guns, 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 up there on the stage today. Guns, 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 up there on the stage today. Got a new machine, started at the show and tell now. Billy brought his lunch and a pretty special to sell now. They can tear her as a feature and she'll let them out before the bell now. Because they've got guns, 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 out there on the street today. Come on, boys and girls, you can make like a green beret now. Be the first kid on your block that the cops come and carry you away now. So what if Johnny can't breathe? He can still join the NRA now. So the shit got guns, guns, guns. They can all throw each other away. Yeah, they've got guns, guns, guns. Up there on the streets today. I'll tell you, there's another group. Could Elvis even come close to matching the Beach Boys? No. Not even in the same league, not in the same category. No. I mean, he couldn't lick Brian Wilson's ass, because Brian would never get out from under the covers. But, I mean, seriously, he's not even in the same league. I know that a lot of you Elvis files out there are going to get real pissed off. What's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with me is that I got taste in music. Elvis was okay, but these guys were real musicians. 
Not just guys that had a uh, shtick. You know, he had a shtick. He went on Ed Sullivan, and he uh, swiveled his hips. And, uh, you know, for a while, they wouldn't even show him from the waist down. Wow, he swiveled on his hips. Well, guess what? Bill Haley and the Comets swiveled their hips, too, like before Elvis. But uh, they were ugly and had that stupid uh, curly thing on it. Oh, oh, yeah, that spit curl. Yeah. No, seriously, every time I'd see Bill Haley, Haley I'd go, <laughs> yeah, he had a spit curl. And I said, I wouldn't spit on the best part of him. But that thing... Here's a fact from Amy, by the way, who says, when are people going to get over the fact that Elvis is dead? Elvis is dead? Uh-huh. It's been over 20 years since he died. These people are worshiping the drug king. They love him, but hey, Clinton, go finger it out. I guess drugs are okay, but not sex. Uh-huh. Right. Nice going, Amy. That's right. Drugs are okay, but uh, getting a blowjob here and there, that's evil. That's why they're holding this. Uh, you know, the fact, all they're doing is saying the same crap again that they said last week and the week before that. And they're going through this exercise, and all the Republicans are going to vote for, and all the Democrats are going to vote against, and it's just another goddamn stupid political exercise, and more of a waste of taxpayers' money, and more proof that they don't give a crap about the voters or what anybody in this country says or thinks or does, okay? Nobody cares. In fact, they were talking this morning about uh, the, the TV viewers. Yesterday, uh, Price is Right was still on, all the uh, soap operas, all the regular shows. If you want to see this garbage, CNN, MSNBC, the Obsessed Network, other than that, forget it, because nobody gives a crap. There's a lady in Miami. Hello. Lady in Miami. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I just called to tell you I'm a huge Elvis fan. Yes. I have all kinds of memorabilia crap in my office and at home. And I also belong to the first Presbyterian Church of Elvis the Divine. <laughs> yeah, you were it's right a when church you said out of crap. New Jersey. Uh huh. And you pay membership; it's thirteen dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And they send you and what, all what kinds of get? crap. What do you and get? Closing, Lots of crap. Yeah. He's still alive. Oh, is he? Yes. I think I saw him at uh, Dunkin' Donuts last night. Bye, babe. Okay, see ya. Okay, there you go. Woo! And the best part of it is, she's serious. We have an open line in Dade. One five, uh, what is it? One five hundred Elvis. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. They're serious. It's a whole breed of mentally deranged people. They're serious. He's still alive. Just like the Godfather. They hit him five times. He's still alive. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir. Uh, long time, first time. All right. And I'm an Elvis hater. Yeah. I walk around with a button that says Elvis is dead. Give it up. Right. And if well, I did you hear what this lady just said? This uh, lady oh. who said she had, that she had all that crap. She said he's still alive. Yes, yeah, she's full of crap. You don't think she would lie, do you? Uh-huh. Oh, no. You don't think she's no. delusionary, do you? Uh-huh. Demented, maybe? Uh-huh. But anyway. Oh, uh, man. I, I like all sorts of music, but I hate anything Elvis. The only one I can almost kind of tolerate is, uh, what is it, Suspicious Eyes, is it? Suspicious Eyes, yeah. Suspicious whatever. Flies. Okay, whatever it I is. I think you recorded that song in Westland Mall, Suspicious Flies. <laughs> okay, pal, have a great day. Get out of here. Suspicious Flies. We have an open line. In fact, we got Suspicious Ants in here. In fact, uh, Hank and the people back at the, uh, uh, Joe, all you people back in that other building, like I said the other day, you should be really having a big party. Because now that someday soon, if we live long enough, we'll all be in the same building over here. They want to make us all feel like kind of like we have something in common. Other than the misery working for this joint. And that is the ants. We're getting ants up the old rectum in this place. Just to make us feel like we're part of a Beasley Bead Broadcasting. Have to have lots of insects. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Please don't put down the king. Yeah. 
I felt his presence when I was in Graceland. Did you? Yes, I did. You felt his presence? <laughs> I'm not... You know, there is something Christmas there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we believe you. I'm not try, to keep, try to keep a st- straight puss. We believe you. Seriously. They, yeah, like, ser- serially, yeah. I don't mean I saw him, but there was like a presence there. A presence of what? Like under the Christmas tree? <laughs> yeah, okay. Can't even keep a straight puss. And this, this, I think he called before. This is one of the assholes that was there that was at Graceland. He's an asshole. Of course, it goes without saying. In fact, if you go out and you tell somebody, if you're like a man especially, but anybody, if you say, I was at Graceland, that's like saying... He's an asshole. Right, without, you know, getting carried away, without quite the honesty level. We have an open line in Dade, one in Broward, 567. It's, it's the King Day. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere comes the Elvis Day. I mean, totally unexpected. When I came in here this morning, the last goddamn thing on my mind was Elvis. I know that may come as a shock to some of you people out there with no lives. That was the furthest thing from my mind was Elvis or the, the colonel. How come nobody's talking about the colonel? And I'm not talking about Colonel Sanders. I'm talking about the real colonel. Forget about that piker Colonel Sanders with that chicken. With all due respect to our neighbors next door. Colonel Tom Parker, he was, uh, he was, that's where they ought to have the goddamn monument to. He's the one that made Elvis what he became and stole most of his money. And uh, is he still alive, by the way? Didn't he just die? Sure. We keep asking that question, and we keep seeing him on 60 Minutes or wherever, and he was, like, lying on the bed. Okay, that's our poll question. Joe DiMaggio or Colonel Tom Parker? I think Parker's dead. We know where he's rotting. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. I want to congratulate you on your show. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay, we have an open line of date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the 18th. Now, no uh, chronic Julio today, okay? Get some new material to try to pull the woolly over our eyes. Get some new crap, okay? In between playing grab ass with your boyfriend. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing today? Okay. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to know, you know, why are these people getting so crazy about Elvis? I you, should, a... you should hear the people who aren't getting on the air that are psychotic with me because I have the audacity not to just, just do a verbal ass kiss here for four hours today because somebody mentioned the king at the beginning of the show this morning, which I don't even remember the goddamn call. I went to Graceland. Oh, my God. What a You went time. to Graceland? I, somebody dragged me oh there. Oh, my God. Somebody dragged me there, and it was the biggest waste of time. If you're going to go to Memphis, go to Beale Street and have a, have a good time. And get drunk, right. <laughs> exactly. But uh, you know what you should do? You should set up a pilgrimage with all these Elvis people and have them go next week so we can have a little uh, uh, no traffic for, uh, for Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have a great day, pal. You're out of material. We have an open line in Broward, two and Dave, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Is there a Fats Domino Museum? No. Is there any comparison? Yeah, there ought to be a Fats Domino. He was my favorite, baby. Heads and shoulders above all these other fakers, all these uh, lily white boys. Fats Domino was R&B, man. He was where it's all about, where it'd be all about. Oh, no, we don't know from no Fats Domino, but besides, he was big, fat, and uh, short, and squat, and dark, and uh, ugly. But, boy, he sure could sing. He sure could uh, belt it out. Here's a mobile in West Pine, Palm Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, first-time caller, long-time listener. Okay. Elvis sucks. <laughs> um, quick question about the... Don't the say Elvis sucks. You're going to be getting prank phone calls at home <laughs> any minute, sir. I got um, going to my first hockey game tonight. Oh. And um, the people that I work for, they have a they have a box there. Are those luxury suites any good up there? Of course. They are. Of okay. course, you can watch the first few minutes of the game, and then after we're down three or four nothing, then you can uh, get drunk and have a good time and watch whatever on TV. Okay, great. All right. And um, what's the best way?
down there on the turnpike from what, Palm Beach? What's what? What's the best way to get there on the turnpike? No, yeah. not on the turnpike, on the sawgrass. Yeah. Well, you come on the turnpike to the sawgrass, right. Oh, okay. And Sawgrass okay. brings you right to uh, Oakland Park Boulevard, and uh, you'll see the sign. It says, it says Macarena. Okay, great. Right, okay, see you there. Have a great Appreciate time. Okay, good luck to us. Ottawa tonight, 730 at the arena. Going to be there? No. We have an, I'll be there. Open line at Broward, 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Who's your favorite recording artist of all time? Who sold the most records? ABBA, Elton John, Aerosmith, Elvis Presley, The Beatles. Or Buddy oh. Knox. Or uh, Buddy Knox, right. Hey. No, this is mine. Great. Okay, I love Buddy Knox. He was good. Who had the hit on Party? Oh, no, he had the hit on Party Doll. But you know who else recorded Party Doll on um, Coral Records, by the way? No, you wouldn't know. His wife is Edie Gourmet. I still wouldn't know. His wife is Edie Gourmet, and they used to be on the Steve Allen show, and they're Jewish, and they perform. Oh, oh, oh. Steve. Steve. Lord. Lord. Oh, my God. Sorry. And See, I just this, got them seen this up is like Joe Costello giving me a lesson on America losing its innocence uh, when Joe D., uh, whatever, he's our last link. Is you tell me about Steve Lawrence and E.T. Gourmet. Yeah, he had a rock cover on the party doll. See, back in those days, everybody, it was very common, somebody to have a big hit, and somebody else would come along with a cover of it, which does, I don't think that happens much anymore. I mean, they do remakes, like, you know, a year later or whatever, they butcher up somebody who's a great old song, but as far as doing covers of other people's hits and then making some money off of that, like uh, Rick Nelson did the I'm Walking, which really pissed me off in the beginning. We had a kiss and make up over that because that was Fat's Domino, uh, Fat Domino, Fat, Fat Domino. It was a big hit, and I thought, what, what, what kind of a little punk are you to be recording Fat's Domino's record, Mister? But then, of course, he uh, warmed his way into our hearts before he died. He died too, by the way, you know, in that plane crash. One twenty-six at five. Six. Oh, by the way, that's another. Uh, A and E is a great network. I'll tell you that biography show. Did you ever see the one on Rick Nelson? And of course, the uh, kids are on there, the Nelson twins, huh? No. Good show. Depressing, but very good show. 26 after 1 at 560 WQA. Ray Whitney has a pair. Ooh. 
if they ever fart. You know they put some time. Tell they look you in the eye, baby. Say you're wrong. Then they'll fluff up those bed sheets and drop you along, baby. I'm trying to decide if she farts as a matter with her backside sheets. And my friends start to scatter when they're thinking about Okay, 133 at 560 WQM. We have two open lines in date. It's all Elvis Wednesday, much uh, to our amazement, much to our amusement and demusement and depression. All Elvis. You know, the amazing part of this whole deal is we started out with Joe DiMaggio, then uh, Joe Costello dropped some insipid line, some cornball line that he heard someplace else about, uh, you know, America losing its uh, innocence. Uh, Joe D was our last link and the missing link, yeah. I think he's got him confused with Patrick Ewing, who looks more like the missing link to me. But anyway, and then I come up with the uh, horrendous news about Michael Zaslow, Roger Thorpe from Guiding Light for 25 years, dies at the age of 54. Did we get one call about that? No. Are any of my Guiding Light people more mourning that today? No. No, all we're doing is talking to China about Elvis, who died 21 years ago. Does anybody care about Michael Zaslow, Roger Thorpe? No. No. That's the, see, that's America for you, just like the day Mel Allen died. I come into work the next day, and I'm, I'm just crestfallen. I'm just crushed. And we got a whole generation that knew Mel Allen from this week in baseball, so even if they weren't old enough to remember him from uh, the Yankee games for 100 years, they knew him from this week in baseball for the next 100 years. Did anybody care about that? No. Anybody? Have it? No. No. Uh, three old farts from New York. That was it. Boy. I guess we got our priorities in order, don't we? It's Elvis. It's all Elvis uh, all day, all week, all month, all year for our lifetime. It's all Elvis. Couldn't lick the Everly Brothers' rectum. I'll tell you that right now. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, how you doing, Neil? I uh, I play bass guitar on a band that does uh, Elvis impersonator uh, shows. Oh my God! One of uh, what? Twelve million? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're local around town, but uh, the Elvis fans. Uh, I, uh, I've been doing it for about six years, and yeah. they they are definitely some of the uh, strangest, yes. chromosome missing people uh-huh. I've ever met. I've ever met in my life. Well said. But uh, but they drink real well, so mm-hmm. so we don't mind. You know, they come in and spend money. Maybe that's how they got in that state of mind. <laughs> Maybe they're drinking, drinking some real cheap crap. Well, and and I, like I said, I've been doing it about six years, and it never fails. All this time, there's always been uh, some kind of like stalker who just follows them everywhere, no matter where we go. Mm-hmm. She's there, or her group of is there, and uh, it's scary sometimes. Great. Well, thanks for the good news, Pat. You've solved the uh, problem, the biggest problem of mankind, the r- greatest riddle, even beyond uh, you know. The beginning of the human race, the beginning of the origins of the universe, etc. The biggest question of them all is why are they obsessed with Elvis? That's the question. Why? Exactly. I couldn't say it better. We have two open lines, one in Dade, one in Broward. Five, six, seven. We got Hank coming up from Shula Stake two at two o'clock. We got the Booster briefly at six. We got the pregame at seven. The Panthers in Ottawa, seven thirty tonight from the Mac Arena. Like I said, from the Mac Arena. Oh! Trying to get some enthusiasm going there. Thank you. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Yeah, since my baby left me, I found a new place to dwell. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Um, you I might there was going to be like a lot more to that, but <laughs> no. that was a good start. Rhymes <laughs> with hell. Exactly. I think they buried uh, uh, the, the colonel on top of Elvis. So Maybe the colonel is in that box, huh? He's sticking it to him one last time. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, I have not picked up the CDs, and I want to apologize for that, but I will be at your next... Uh, uh, 
showing. Saturday, and, uh, December 19th at Borders and Plantation. It's some time to be determined if Brian and Sales ever decides to tell us what that time will be. Yes. Now, I thought I heard an ad that you were going to be at a, a, a theater or something. You heard an ad saying that? Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, during the, um, uh, this was about two days ago. And I was like, wait a minute, I thought you were going to be a No, I will not be at the AMC theaters, okay? In spite of all of Skouan's efforts up there and in spite of Brian's efforts to try to coerce me into going into a part of town that we've already covered quite well with our fundraiser, thank you, and going to a place where we're not going to raise a lot of money, no, thank you, we will be at Borders in Kendall on Saturday the 19th at a time that we will find out by tomorrow at the latest. Well, I'm a huge Neely. I'm a heterosexual 35-year-old male, and I love you. And uh... And I'll see you there. Okay. Thanks, John Parker's a douchebag. Okay, thanks. Now, that, that, he must be pulling our leg, isn't he, this guy? He must be pulling our leg. Is Bluff Lindsay really running such a promo that we're going to be at a place that we're not going to be? Is that, uh-huh. is that what's going on? See, I'm going to tell you right now because I don't want to get uh, – we're almost done for today. and I've been in a real good mood. I don't want to get this guy started on me again or get me started. But it's, I told George this morning before the show, I said, you know, I'm really getting either old or just very slow in my old age. Noon to Oh, thank you. Just got so that's what we were going to do. We just got confirmation noon to two on Saturday, December nineteenth, of the week from this Saturday at the Borders in Plantation. But at the risk of uh, you know finishing what I was starting to say, forget about Greg Reed, forget about Bluff Lindsay, forget about the uh, Beastie Boys over there in Naples. There are two people that run this joint. It's, I was telling George this morning. It's taken me almost a year to figure this out, and they're joined at the hip. The Water Nazi and Skuan. Those are the two people that run this entire operation. Everyone else is insignificant. And don't ever delude yourself into believing anything otherwise. It is the most bizarre operation I have ever seen in my life. I don't know why they have. They wield the power and the authority that they do. There's a lot of speculation about that. I have no idea what the real reasons are. But here are the two evil sisters, the twin evil sisters joined at the hip, joined at the... Rectum. ...who just absolutely run this place with an iron fist. And all the rest of us are just, uh, you know, we're just uh, passengers in the night. 21 before 2 at 560 WQM. Hi, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. My dad knocked me off. He raped me when he tied me up. When I was young, the I was killed by my daddy. Okay, that's for Danny the Sign Painter who uh, uh, faxes me a, a fax, which I guess is what you get on the fax machine is a fax. There you go, Danny. And uh, God bless you. And you do look like Salmonio. Okay, where are we going? Grassy Creek, North Carolina. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, too. I got out of South Florida. Yeah. I moved up to the mountains in North Carolina. Yeah. And I was listening to you the other day, and I wanted to let you know just just how religious they are up here. I'm sure. There's a church on every hilltop uh-huh. with a membership of about 20 people. Right. 
it's a dry county. No beer, no wine, no alcohol. Mm-hmm. Ash or Allegheny? Uh, ash. Ash? Ash County. You bet your sweet ash, yeah. That's right. But it's great. There's no more traffic to fight. Uh-huh. The only uh, immigrants up here are the Mexicans they bring in to cut the Christmas trees. Good. Then get them back where they belong, yeah, afterwards. That's right. <laughs> And uh, it's much better. You should come up here. You'd love it. Yeah, that's what George says. He says that you're right down the road from where his joint is up there in North Carolina. No, yeah, yeah, he was talking to me about it. I'm not too big on those uh, woods people. You know, I'm not not too much into them yet. Uh, Well, the biggest crimes up here are incest and child molestation. Right. Goes with the territory. That's right. Okay, well, listen, I'll see you in Aintree. Thank you. And have a great life. You too. Bye-bye. Grassy Creek, North Carolina. First call ever from Grassy Creek. Let's have a party. By the way, is there an Ernie Cato uh, Hall of Fame? No. Huh? I'm just looking at some of my oldie CDs, by the way, which I used to have a hell of a lot more, but I noticed over the years they kind of like thinned out a little bit. In addition to which, my Elvis, the reason that I can't play any real Elvis music today is obvious because, uh, in fact, I just threw them out because I had the two jewel cases at IOD. But one day they, uh, they turned into empty jewel cases because we had somebody over there that liked Elvis a lot. I don't want to say it was Chris Baker, you know. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God. Yeah. No, no, I can't. I have no idea. But he was, uh, he just was that kind of a guy who, like, although we did have a lot of light-fingered people over there. So I have two empty jewel cases with Elvis's puss on it, but no records inside. So I guess I'll have to go out and replace those. Time to go to the uh, record store, I guess. We have an open line in date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Yeah, it was probably Paxson that took it. Could be. Well, anyways, I wanted to talk about the Center One campaign. Yes, sir. I got both of your CDs. They're great. Thank you. I also got the 95 and 96. I couldn't get 94 because they only had it on cassette. Right. But here's the concept, Neil. A lot of people say that they don't want to get your CDs because whatever. They don't want to give money. Mm-hmm. Well, those are the Julios that are homophobic, and they think the Center One is like a gay thing. Yeah. Well, I want to say one thing. How many of those Julios order pay-per-view and watch Mike Tyson fight for like one minute and pay $50? Right. And we listen to you all year long, right. Monday through Friday, for mm-hmm. free. And the least those Julios can do, and also those big black guy named Ben's. Is cough up 20 it, bucks. Exactly. Right. And, you know, give it to Neil God. Amen. Bye, Neil. God bless you, sir. Have a great life. Okay, there you go. There's a good Julio. The good Julio, okay? There's a few of them out there. There's a lot of them out there. They're just all in the closet. It's going to take me another 100 years to bring them out of the closet, just one toenail at a time. We have two open lines in Dade, 56705. Maybe when Mama Sita is in that big uh, kitchen in the sky, you know, maybe then uh, they'll finally edge their way out. 560560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Kendall. Hello. Hey, what happened to Beezer last night? He really sucked it up, huh? Yes, he did. He stuck the joint out. I hope it happens for the rest of the year to get a Philly cheesesteak sandwich and stick it up with him. Okay, great. There's a good hockey fan there for you. Really knows his craft. Probably Rimmer put him up to the call. I was going to say Rimmer paid him to make the call, but of course that would be really, yeah, that would be that would be really stretching the point. Okay, Rimmer paid him to. Yeah. <laughs> Two open lines in Dade County, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Let me say it again. Jeff Rimmer hates John Van Beesbrook. He said every goal he let in last night. That's what he said. Calls me nine o'clock at night. I'm sitting there watching some really entertaining hockey, and here comes the Beezer hater, the Geezer report laughing and puking and chuckling. And then this man's got the audacity to tell me that Sean Burke is better than the Beezer, at which point I said, I said boy, you want to, John Davidson's going to cut you off right in the middle of that hockey show here Sunday night if you don't cut the crap. Boy, oh boy, talk about delusionary. Just hateful and spiteful. I don't know what it is. 
Maybe John, maybe the Bezerra turned him down once uh, to pick up the tab at a restaurant or something. That must have been it. Here's a lady in Kendall. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Um, personally, I think Elvis Presley really sucked. Yeah. Oh, gee, don't say that. These people are they're going to be knocking your door down any minute now. They'll trace the call, and uh, they're going nuts. Well, too bad. I think Mickey Rourke is God. Oh, God. Isn't it? Is that pathetic or what? Huh? She rang such a bell with Yeah. Him. Mickey Rourke. She's sitting there with her, and, he, and he's plastered up against the goddamn wall somewhere in the corner. Bleh, like that. Isn't that pathetic? Like I said the day that they called in, like a, uh, you know, like a, like a tag team that day, we're not here to try to resuscitate some old uh, washed-up has-been's career, okay? If that's the best you can do with your time, Mickey, better go read some scripts or something somewhere. Or maybe or I understand Wendy's is looking at the drive-thru. Two open lines in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, leave it to Mickey Rourke's uh, whatever she is. Leave it to her to be ripping the king. Man, oh man, you got some nerve, sweetheart. That fucking bitch. 10 before 2 at 560 WQAM. Neil Rogers is my lover. Well, congratulations. Get a life. Language tape number six. The convenience store. Follow along and repeat. Convenience store manager. Hello, may I be to helping you, please? Repeat. Hello, may I be to helping you, please? Customer. Yes. I would like a pack of Parliament Lights. Convenience store manager. You want to have Parliament Lights? Repeat. You want to have Parliament Lights? Customer. Yes, I would like a pack of Parliament Lights. Convenience store manager. These are Parliament Lights? Repeat. These are Parliament Lights? Are these ones Parliament? Customer. No, neither one of those is the Parliament Light. Wait, no, is it this one? No, or this? no, it's not that one. You want the Parliament Lights? Yes, I want the Parliament Lights, please. Is it over here? No, the, par the Parliament Lights. This one? No, no, Parliament Lights. No, can't you see it? This no, one, right Parliament Lights. No, 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 over this there one. by the dirty magazine. What? Can't you see it? Listen, no. laundry head. It's the Parliament Lights. Now, can't you see it right turn this tape over for language tape number seven. Ordering Chinese food over the 